You're listening to KNL Sports Podcast, where you can enjoy sports from around the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. KNL is committed to bringing you sports live on 95.3 KNL FM, 1490 KNL AM, and online at com. Hope you enjoy this edition of KNL Sports Podcast. Good evening and welcome to Mason Punchers Football on 95.3 Canyon FM online at CanyonRadio.com. Mason Punchers Football brought to you tonight by Mason Bank. Brought to you by Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle Company, part of Texas Ford, by Laneburg Realty, and by Dipsticks Tire and Lube. Our Punchers Football game also presented by Mason Building and Supply, The Commercial Bank, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lubke's Gym Cars and Trucks, Dan Gandy, Touchdown Real Estate, and by the Mason Punchers Club. Mason Punchers Football, now to the stadium for tonight's ballgame with Will Lamberg and Micah Walker. Good evening, Puncher fans, and welcome to tonight's broadcast. Football is back. We're here for the season opener, getting ready here at uh, the Puncher Dome, Mark Linton Schulte Stadium, for tonight's matchup between your Mason Punchers and as they're hosting the Comanche Indians. And hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us here on 95.3 KNL. And uh, listen live online, knlradio.com, or on the TuneIn app on your cell phone, KNL FM. And just tell Alexa, your smart speaker, to play KNL FM. Uh, again, Will Langberg, Michael Walker, back for another season. And happy to be back for another season in the year of the COVID. Good to see these kids out here warming up, getting to practice, getting to go back to school. And, uh, you know, not quite the hype and atmosphere of last year's first game of the season, of course, but just as hot. Uh, you know, we got a Division two three eighteen coming to the Puncher Dome. And, uh, you know, a few years back before K- Coach K. Burns retired, you know, had the 40-win streak at home. Uh, reset last year were two wins at home. Right. So, really, definitely need to start off, uh, you know, with a good game, uh, Comanche, I expect, you know, this, as far as uh, easing these kids into the season, and, and not, not to take Comanche lightly, because they did play a stuff last year. But I, I like to set up new team, not as many returning starters. We, we got four and four on both sides of the ball. And uh, they looked good in the scrimmage against Blanco last week. I'd say we won that just based on yards. You know, nearly got a score. Defense looked great. Uh, Blanco rallied late, kind of in that scrimmage, you know, their, their last offensive series. Uh, the punchers look good overall. I expect to see a lot of the same. Uh, just you know, hard nosed defense, uh, summer type offense. Although we got a lot of new new faces, uh, turning starter at quarterback, which is always a great help. A uh, little light on the line as far as depth, uh, but we still got some size. Got a lot of skilled players back, and uh, so it'll be fun to see what this team brings to the table and how they perform tonight. And uh, Michael, kind of what are your thoughts, expectations? What have you heard? Well, I mean, this season definitely not the hype uh, that we had last. Uh, Last season for our, our home opener, when we had, uh, you know, 14 light trucks uh, come in and uh, were blasting in our eyeballs uh, from across the way so that we had enough luminance uh, so that we could make national television. Uh, definitely not the hype from that standpoint, but uh, I think with that, it's a time, uh, a time of a lot of new. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the way that uh, I'm going to kind of stereotype this season. Uh, we got a lot of new. Uh, we got a lot of new on both sides of the ball. COVID's presented a lot of new challenges for us. Um, definitely uh, don't think that we'll be shaking up here uh, tonight uh, because of the roar of the crowd with it being half the capacity. Uh, 
but and the, uh, band, and the band in the end zone and the, the band in the end itself. zone is set underneath us and so you know there's there's lots of new for these kiddos and so uh you know usually we face the adversity uh as we start to play the game uh where this year we faced the adversity prior to and so uh i think uh you know the the coaching staff the school uh, has all done uh, what they can to make sure that that there's some sense of normalcy uh, as as the protocol or the progressions of a school like year uh, have unfolded. But uh, you know we're 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 some of the few that have come back uh, and are in school and are having these type of things. And so uh, you know it's uh, really uh, really a good thing I think for the community as a whole. Uh, you know it's something that they can rally around. Uh, and like you said, uh, you know, you kind of hit the high points in terms of where the team stands. You know, four four starters uh, coming back uh, on each side of the ball, and you know, it's it's important for us to understand that, you know, just with a lot of new faces doesn't mean that we're going to slack up in terms of fundamental. Uh, this coaching staff has been well intact, uh, even in Coach Burns type era. Uh, there's not much been much turnover there. And so uh, I think the things that uh, hold true to Mason Puncher football will be seen in the fundamentals that these coaches push forward and have been very diligent in doing so uh, in this in this uh, un- awkward off season. And so uh, I think uh, I think you're going to see a lot of things that that this team's going to do well. Uh, a lot of good athletes. They're they're not real big in terms of their framework. Uh, you know, they're a shorter frame type type team. Uh, but, uh, you know, good athletes come in all, pa- all sizes and packages. And so uh, I think with the mixture that they have, you're going to see some different things. I think you're going to see them spread out and get into space more. I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of effort to try to get athletes one-on-one in situations to where that they, they can capitalize. Back, I'm going to take this back to three years ago uh, and more of the top, top of football that we played. You know, we, weren't, we didn't have the O-line then to kind of hard-nose you up and, and run right down your throat. We kind of spread that out a little bit and got a little more in, in space. You know, it's definitely not the team of 2011 for sure. Or 2000, uh, not 2011. Uh, well, well, that, 11, 11, 14, 14 you know, 18, 18. Now at 18, like you were talking about, you know, once you had that returning experience, especially at the quarterback position, that obviously sure. opens up. And I know, I expect we're going to see Kerr, you know, they're going to let him run some of that RPO that we saw Wofford do his senior year. Uh, Make those reads. Got it. We know he's got the arm. We hope he's got a little more touch on the ball. But you know he didn't do bad his junior year. I mean, obviously he's one of the top returning starters. Well, I think uh, the biggest the biggest difference here, though, will in terms of the returning the returning players and the way that this team's set up is to me this sophomore class is going to be is going to be immediately injected into the the action of the game where we had a lot of sophomores that stood on the sidelines last year and got to participate and sure they were second third string backups and got in there late in the season. You're going to see some immediate injection of these sophomores uh, as we hit the field, even tonight. Yeah, and I, you know, when I first glanced at the roster coming to this season, I thought, oh, our depth's a bit down, you know. And then I counted up, we're at the same exact player count, 28 sure. on the roster as last year. Three sophomores, same as coming in the last year, three sophomores. Obviously, right. late in the season, that changes. Uh, one thing Coach McLeod did say in his interview this week, which we, we didn't get to interview him personally, but obviously, it was you know, how do you manage situation with Kobe, well, one thing he did tell me when I did talk to him was, I don't have a depth chart yet. Sure. Final depth chart. They but I think it. you got a lot of versatility on this on this well, roster. You got a lot with of those it. with those mid level players. Your running back core, your your uh, middle linebacker. I mean, your middle your linebacking core, uh, even to your even to your uh, uh, defensive backs. Uh, those guys can play up. Those guys can play back. 
You've got some depth that can switch in and out. So I think there's a lot more versatility in terms of the style of player that, you know, is, is in larger volume on this team than what there was uh, in previous years. You know, everybody had their role in, year, in the two years prior. You know, everybody pretty, had, pretty much had their role and responsibility to where they were the only ones that could, that could fill that void. I think now you've got a little more versatility because you've got those players that hang around at six-foot size and they're, you know, a buck 95 to, you know, 200 pounds. And those guys have enough speed and agility to them that they're diversified in where they can play. You know, you got some of those guys that are going to have to play the O-line at times. you got some of those guys that are going to have to play the defensive line at times. And they're going to back up and, and spread out from there. And so I think when you talk about depth, you know, maybe there is more depth on this team. We just – we just don't see it in terms of – Well, we hadn't seen it on the field yet. Yeah, exactly. We see it on paper. But, you know, we do have a lot of depth in that, that middle, you know, skill position type. You know, they can play receiver, running back, linebacker, defensive end. You know, we're going to have those type of players that can fill in where needed. And But I do think we're susceptible on the, on the O-line because you need five of them. You know, right. Three-man three front on the defense. No, I agree with that. we got eight tip prototype offensive linemen. Big size, average 235, who I expect to be out there starting. And we'll get to those, you know, who we expect those starting lineups to be later uh, in the pregame. Um, just a, again, kind of a new season. It's also a fairly new series. Comanche not on the schedule often. That we, you know, we lead the series one and zero after last year, uh, going there, and uh, you know they played us tough in the first half. And, yeah, uh, it was touch and go. Head coach Stephen Hermesmeyer, former Mason coach. You know, he was here first half of the last decade. Uh, I'm pretty sure he applied for the head job, uh, head coaching job there late in the 2000s. And uh, the kids that played under him, including myself, who you know, he was just assistant coach at the time, uh, very highly respected and a fun guy to be around and play for. And, mm-hmm. You know, he's the kind of guy that you know, coming off the field, he'd say, you know, what was that? Was that a tackle? You know, just just <laughs> kind of jokingly, but he's taking that to Comanche, so you know he's got you know, he's got a good program. Uh, the JV played us tough last night. Uh, we won fourteen to eight, and so uh, we'll get to a little bit more about the Comanche matchup uh, later on. And uh, we're going to go to our first commercial break and uh, hear from our sponsors for this season. And uh, so we'll be back here 60 seconds and uh, interview with head coach Michael McLeod uh, back here in 60 seconds on 95.3 KNL. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together makes all the difference come game night. The Mason National Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know their learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason National Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason National Bank, proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason National Bank, member FDIC. So you need a new car, truck, or a used car, or to get your vehicle serviced, but you'd prefer to stay close to home where it's both safe and comfortable? At Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, we understand, and we have a suggestion that can help. Visit us online at lukeys.com. There, in the comfort and security of your own home, you can look over our entire inventory of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Then if you need more information or you want to talk trade-in or financing, give us a call to speak with a sales rep. It all starts with a visit to lukeys.com. That's lukeys.com, your gateway to savings always. 95.3 KNEL. Uh, welcome back. We are live here from the Puncher Dome, Horror Clinton Schulte Stadium, getting ready for the season opener here uh, at home as Mason Punchers take on uh, Indian Trump Comanche. And uh, we'll go ahead and go straight to uh, the interview this week with, as Lynn interviewed, uh, head coach uh, uh, Michael McLeod, back for his second season. And uh, I was hoping we'd hear a question maybe about, you know, what's, 
what's the difference between getting prepared for last year's <laughs> opener versus this year's? Sure. Definitely getting some good experience under his belt as far as, uh, you know, preparing yeah, he's, players. He's had to face a little adversity himself in his second year as head coach here. Uh, definitely something that uh, probably uh, Coach Kate Burns is, has been a shoulder to lean on, I'm sure, in terms of how do we – how do we prep this? What do we need to do? Where do we need to go? What do we, you know, I mean, as, as this thing is ever evolving, uh, you know, you, you shoot for straight answers and, and want to do the best by the team. And so I'm sure that, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of conversations going on. You got your two starting games. Uh, you, you face the, the COVID monster in, in, two, in 2020 and you face uh, Wall on, on Fox Southwest in 2019 as your, as your two home openers. Uh, I'm not so sure which one do you take, but I have a feeling He'd want to go back to the wall, uh, Fox Southwest game as being his uh, inaugural home opener versus uh, the COVID. Yeah, absolutely. And only a second-year head coach, but he's been on the staff nearly 10 years now. Right. A lot of the staffs, you know, held together. And uh, so that really, at the end of the day, when you get, sure. you know, that's the program. And they're just carrying you right into the next group of players. So here's a little bit about this year's uh, team and, and uh, this uh, leading up to this match against Comanche head coach, uh, Michael McLeod. Well, Coach McLeod, it's great to uh, speak with you. Get ready for the uh, 2020 season for the Mason Punchers. You know, as you get ready for the season, what is, uh, what's it been like here getting ready for this season with all the challenges from COVID-19 and uh, in addition to just the ordinary uh, trying to get prepared? Yeah, it's uh, the, really the main focus is uh, to stay healthy, one, and then to stay positive. Um, that seems to be, you know, one of the hardest obstacles. It really you know, all the main preparations really take a back seat uh, in a sense to me because um, if you don't take the necessary health precautions and, and you can't stay positive, you won't get to the Friday nights where the X's and O's matter. Um, or, you know, you, you the kids will be, uh, you know, really stuck uh, trying to, uh, you know, adjust to all the, the regulations that we're having to keep. And, you know, our coaching staff and our kids have done a really good job. I can't brag on them enough about – just how well they've accepted um, the regulations, the precautions, and the changes. Um, and, you know, we've been preaching that a lot. Um, just if we want to play the game, we're going to have to play the game. Um, and that means we're going to have to mask up when it's inconvenient. Um, and we're going to have to, you know, adhere to seating charts on buses and all. And, and the team that can adjust to those things and accept that that's just the way it is and that's, uh, that's just the way it is, the, that's the team that is going to be able to, be more mentally focused on the X's and O's when it comes game time. Um, and so, you know, our kids uh, have really done a good job and our coaching staff as well. Um, you know, they've, they've really accepted uh, more responsibility, whether it's monitoring locker rooms or, you know, coming up with seating charts or, um, you know, running and grabbing this or having to do this during practice, um, whether it be, you know, filling up water bottles, sanitizing this. I mean, um, it's really been a lot of work. Uh, but you know when when everybody can get on the same page and and everybody respects one another, uh, really it makes it it makes it pretty easy. I mean, it really has. Well, as you uh, gone through uh, practice, you're getting ready for the first game. Sort of, you know, how do you would you describe the the makeup of this season's puncher team? And uh, you know, you really expect anything different this year for us? Uh, yes, I expect us to be. Uh, you know, our motto this year is champions play as one. Um, and that's probably the most impressive thing about this team is they play together. Um, a lot of them invested a lot of time with each other over the summer, uh, whether it be training on their own uh, or training um, up there during some strength conditioning camps. Um, they've really gelled well together. 
Um, and and that's that's the difference for this team. Uh, they're going to be a collectively um, collectively better in playing with each other, understanding each other's roles. Um, you know, I don't really think that we have one guy that just really stands out above the crowd more than the other. Um, and I think they respect that about each other, and they know their their strengths, and and uh, they can they can help and play to maybe some weaknesses and and uh you know that's what i'm i'm most excited about is to watch these guys really play together you know pick each other up when things aren't good and then encourage encourage one another and, and praise one another when things when things are good and so um you know that that's what i'm most excited about okay well as you get ready for a comanche what are you what's going to be the key for the for the punchers and going against comanche well, uh, it's going to be two run teams going at it, so the game should be uh, kind of short. Um, you know, that clock's going to be running quite a bit, so we're really going to have to uh, limit our mistakes. The team that can limit their mistakes the most, um, I feel like, is going to be the, the team that comes out, you know, successful. Um, you know, you're going to get limited possessions with running clocks, um, and so we're going to have to take advantage of every possession we get. Um, and so, you know, offensively, we're going to have to limit those mistakes, and defensively, we're going to have to force those mistakes on their hands. Um, and, and try to get extra possessions because, you know, they're going to, you know, we're going to get, you know, four offensive, five offensive possessions a half, you know, or maybe two a quarter. You know, we might not get that many possessions. Um, and so really taking advantage of the possessions we have. Um, you know, Comanche's uh, obviously coached well by Coach Hermansmeyer, um, and then they're real senior heavy. They have 20 seniors uh, on their 26-man roster. So, you know, I expect them to have a lot of camaraderie themselves and have, and played it together as well. Um, and so, you know, having only watched a scrimmage on film, um, you know, you can tell that they have that experience uh, on their football team. And so, you know, just being able to overcome mistakes and then and then take advantage of other mistakes is going to be pretty important. Well, it's going to be a big night Friday night. Get the season started. Yes, yeah. sir. We uh, we're pretty excited. You know, really. Uh, you know, the X's and O's obviously are important, but uh, it t- it's taken a lot to get to this point. Uh, and I'm telling you, we're just excited for the opportunity to go play. I think this is what's best for our kids um, and our community. Um, and, you know, really, uh, win or lose, you know, obviously nobody wants to lose, but win or lose, um, it's a great opportunity that we have just to go play on Friday night, uh, given the circumstances. Okay. We're all looking forward to it. Come awesome. Time. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. K-N-E-L. All right, and we're back here live. It's the pregame leading up to the season opener at home between uh, your Mason Punchers and Comanche Indians. Uh, you know, they're out of uh, Division Two, District 5, 3A. Uh, we beat this team last year, and uh, glad to have that another season opener. Summer, uh, last season, hopefully, uh, goes a different direction. It'll be a good warm-up, experience game. Uh, for this new punchers team, uh, just after that coach's interview or, or during it, uh, they had a moment of silence here at the field, which they normally do around that time. But uh, just want to recognize uh, two former punchers and, uh, and citizens of Mason, Texas. Uh, last you know, last week, the memorial service for Dewey Stockbridge was held, and uh, this week, uh, and, and also will be tomorrow out here at the Puncher Dome, the uh, memorial service for Joe Martinez Sr., uh, who passed away last Sunday. So, just want to recognize. Those two standout uh, Mason residents, uh, you know, Dewey Stockbridge, he was a year younger than me. Played on many teams with him. Uh, so very close to home there. He was my uh, backup quarterback, warm-up partner. 
very positive kid, uh, just just great uh, individual, outstanding uh, athlete and friend. Joe Martinez, uh, just uh, another former, you know, great player, just huge puncher fan, great member of the community, and we just want to send our, our thoughts and prayers out to those families, uh, condolences, our respects, and uh, their numbers are painted on the field here uh, on either side of the 50, and uh, we just want to give them uh, that recognition. And uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll take commercial break. Uh, just under nine minutes till opening kickoff of the 2020 season. And uh, we'll be back in 60 seconds to talk about this matchup uh, here on 95.3 KNO. Hi, it's Angela. And Chase. From Willow Creek Cafe in Mason. If you haven't visited us yet, this is your personal invitation to come in soon for some home cooking at its best. Oh, yeah. We offer just about anything you could want for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. Every day. And if you know us already, we thank you for being our customer. So come see us. We love our customers. Willow Creek on the northeast corner of Mason Square. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate specializes in prime lake properties and ranches in West Texas. We also have game ranches, high fence, some stocked with exotics. Large and small listings, rolling hills, or rough, beautiful river ranches. Several show places, hunting and fishing and livestock. All of our agents have a good working knowledge of recreational and livestock ranches, and we're available at your convenience. So when you're in the market, give us a call at 800-282-1630. Let us locate a ranch for you. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. 95.3 95.3 KNEL. All right, back here live at the Puncher Dome. And uh, 7.45 left on the scoreboard until that uh, opening season kickoff. Players still in the field house. Uh, Black Corps on the field, recognizing both teams and schools. Uh, just kind of going to the matchup here leading up to this kickoff. Uh, punchers, you know, after finishing 10-3 last season and that loss, to, uh, gosh, age. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been that long, has it? No. Holland, Holland. I was thinking, anyway. Yep. 10-3 after that uh, devastating loss in the playoffs. Punchers again returned four and four starters on both the offense and defensive side. 28 players on the roster. The three sophomores moved up. Those sophomores uh, include uh, number 27, Landon Gentch, uh, running back linebacker. Uh, number 51, Case and Jacoby, uh, moved to the uh, as a lineman, also on the defense defensive end spot. And uh, number 55, Tino Montiano, uh, the sophomore on this year's Puncher Varsity squad. Uh, last year's uh, offense averaged 37 points per game and uh, had 900, nearly 1,000 yards passing, nine touchdowns, and uh, nearly 3,000 yards total on the ground, 50 rushing TDs. Very similar stats between the last two years team although not the same outcome uh the defense uh averaged holding their opponents to 12 points a game versus uh seven the year before the offensive returning starters quarterback senior matthew kerr completed 52 percent of his passes last year for 925 yards at a nine touchdown to three interception ratio uh also returning senior running back rylan jordan 283 yards on the ground eight touchdowns had an 8.6 average on the season. Uh, kind of a running back, you know, he was the fill-in for uh, long-time starter Clay Clarner. And also fullback Jose Valdez, 156 yards, 4 TD, 6.8 average. And uh, big tall uh, inside receiver, wingback, wide receiver Gage Watson had 16 receptions, 205 yards, 2 TD. Saw him late in that last playoff game. They, they 
trying to run him, you know, a little more. He's going to be uh, be a weapon out there, and uh, also a three-year starter on the varsity. Uh, the Comanche Indians coming here, 26 players on the roster. They were uh, they, they were turning more more experience, more starters. Seven on offense, yeah. eight on defense. Uh, again, they uh, had a district five-three-eight division two, and uh, their players to watch tonight. Who we expect, you know, we'll be seeing on both sides of the ball. Number three senior uh, receiver Bryce Hermesmeyer. Uh, we expect is the son of uh, head coach Stephen Hermesmeyer, and uh, not real big, five eight, one forty five on the roster. But expect, you know, coach's son can be smart, uh, know what to do with the ball out there. Number, returning uh, running back number twenty one, senior Logan Wilkerson, five ten, one eighty. Uh, quarterback we expect to see out there is number four Hudson Welch, five eleven, one fifty five. Uh, could also be number seven, a senior quarterback, Cash Cook. We saw him. We saw him quite a bit last year, and he's just a really well-rounded athlete. I remember he ran the ball uh, from the pistol uh, two or three times last year, uh, and uh, was very successful in doing that. Yeah. And uh, on the uh, offensive defensive line, uh, their seniors, uh, most experienced number sixty-two, Brandon Kennedy, six foot one eighty-five, plays defensive end, and number fifty. Uh, senior offensive line, defensive tackle, Christian Holmes, uh, anchor uh, the front line for the Indians. Indians all in white tonight, and uh, punchers will be in their purple jerseys, white hats, white pants, purple socks, and as they make their way to the uh, inflated helmet, and we're about just under four minutes from opening kickoff. Tonight we'd also like to thank, uh, most importantly, or, or not most importantly, but uh, definitely up there, our sponsors, and I'm going to run through them real quick. Uh, we're going to we're going to do some things a little bit different this time. We don't have the blurbs uh, for each one yet, uh, but tonight uh, our sponsors are as listed: Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landing Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Langberg Realty, Dipstick Tire and Lube, The Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, and the Mason Puncher Club. We don't, we'd like, really like to thank those guys for allowing us to get on air and do what we do uh, to start this season off. Uh, uh, really, uh, really blessed to be out here and to get to watch the Mason Punchers just run out of the helmet and come to their uh, sideline and uh, for the first game of the season here at the Puncher Dome. Uh, again, you're listening to the station, the radio voice, Puncher football for over 40 years. KNEL, or 95.3 KNEL FM. Listen live online, KNELradio.com, on the TuneIn app, uh, mini cell device, tablet, KNEL FM, and on a lecture smart speaker at KNEL FM. And uh, happy to be back here getting ready to broadcast another season, another game. Replay of the Night's Puncher game is also available as a podcast at KNELradio.com. Click on the podcast icon, select the KNEL Sports Podcast, listen or download to the game as we get ready for this uh, national anthem. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what's so
95.3 KNEL. Uh, and we're back live here as the captains are now on the field. And a little different, uh, the solo captains uh, out there at the middle with rest on both sides. Tonight's the captain, senior quarterback, number 12, Matthew Kerr. And for Comanche, number 54, senior Jaden Pate, offensive lineman, defensive tackle. As the refs show both sides of the coin. And here is the flip. They hit the ground right at the 50-yard line. Comanche wins the toss. Mason will defer to the second half as it's tradition. Slight breeze. South, southeast. Be a cool 99 degrees here, probably at cookoff. Comanche deferring to Mason. Mason's going to uh, receive the football into the sun for the first time in a long time. And so Mason will be going from uh, our left to right to start this one off. Again, uh, if you're just joining us, Mason uh, Puncher's in there. Uh, new white uh, helmets, new uh, purple jerseys, t- or jersey tops, and then uh, white pants uh, with purple stripes down the side. And Comanche is in all white uh, with black letters. And uh, they are ready to get this season off. You know, uh, it, it, it's truly a blessing. You sit there and you listen to that national anthem and you think about all the things that are going on in this world. Uh, Will, we're awful blessed and awful uh, um you know, uh, uh, honored to, to be standing here uh, amongst the Puncher Dome uh, watching these high school kids uh, have a successful point up until this kickoff. You know, uh, there's a lot of things that happened, a lot of things that have gone on in this world uh, since uh, March of 2020. And uh, it's good to see these kiddos out here and get to sen- get back to some sense of normalcy and get back to something that uh, every high school uh, boy and or girl uh, looks forward to uh, and, and their high school football games and Friday night lights. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of that that's driven across the state. Uh, it's an honor to be here and uh, happy to see those kids out here. And like you said earlier, to see uh, Joe Martinez's old number and Dewey Stockbridge on the field, uh, that just brings a sense of reality to you uh, in terms of how, how, how blessed we are to still be here uh, and to still get to, to witness this in person. Said it. As uh, Comanche gets set to kick off, Back deep receiving for the punchers, number 22, Junior Blake Lewis, and number 6, Junior Hayden Harding, back from injury uh, last season. Number 1, Jorge Rios kicking off for the Indians, and it's a deep kick to Blake Lewis' side field. at the 5, takes the reverse, rolling to his right, breaks the tackle, finds a hole, he's going down the sideline, second tackle broke, one man to beat, and tackled out of bounds. Inside Comanche territory at the 45. And Laundry back at the 15-yard line where he broke that run return. There is a flag. There is a flag flag. by the line judge uh, back at the uh, 20-yard line. We're going to see what this flag entails. But uh, Blake Lewis showing a little spark there for the Mason punchers. He's able to turn it up the sideline over here on the near side. But it uh, looks to me like uh, by the initial of the white hat, uh, this one's going to go back uh, around the 20, unfortunately. I haven't seen the uh, reverse wall set up kick return in some time. They set it up nice and just had a long discussion, long discussion between the white hat and the line judge. we got a personal foul, a face mask against the punchers. That's going to send it back to the 20-yard line. Uh, 
and where the penalty occurred, so that may put them inside the five, Will. Yeah, it just happened right as Lewis turned up the field. So good to see your special teams come out and execute uh, play one. That's a hurt right there. Well, there's a little adversity to start off this game, and they're backed up within uh, their seven-yard line, looks like. Matthew Kerr, uh, that team huddled up. They was ready. Really following that penalty. He comes to the line. He's going to be under center. Eye formation behind him. Valdez and Jordan, the tailback. Cody McBeastley to the near side on the right. Gage Watson lined up. That's not Gage. That's uh, yeah, Gage Watson at, at the wing back. Different number this year. Number two. We're in number ten. Waiting for the ref to give the signal, the whistle, and here we go. Kerr under center. Going to go hand off right side to Jordan. Gets to the front line. Hit immediately by the middle linebacker. End up about five on the carry. Or excuse me, that's not quite five. That's Maybe two on the carry. Yeah, about three yards. Uh, Going to move it to the 10-yard line. Going to bring up a second down and three. Or second down and seven, excuse me. We'll get our match right here eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that was a three-yard game. Double tight end set. Wing T formation in the backfield. Fakes the counter. Bootleg left. Kerr fakes the throw. Pulls Ooh, it down. It's open. Evades a sack and tackle right at the line of scrimmage over on the far side. And going to be a one-yard gain on the play. Uh, number 11, J.J. Ake, was open, uh, but uh, he was looking upfield. Instead of turning around to his quarterback, uh, he had to pull it down. And as he got to the near side, there's too many Indians over there to uh, get away from. Flag on the play. This is going to back him up inside the five-yard line. It's going to be a holding uh, down there on the far side. A little more laundry than the punchers are like here to start their first offensive series. Stripes are uh, having a little difficult. It's their first game of the year, too. Uh, they're having a little bit of communication issues, so taking a little bit of time to get the penalty called and, and get it in. Starters out there for the nice punchers. On the line, number 72, Hugo Martinez. Number 65, Michael Longoria anchored the right side of the offensive line. Chase Montague, Mila Mayfield on the left. Ball's going to sit with its nose on the five-yard line. Backed up against their own end zone. First drive of the game. If you're just joining us, there's 11.06 on the clock. Mason Punchers, uh, it'd be a long uh, second down in about 14. This is called timeout. Talk something over. Umpire still standing over the top of the ball, waiting on the white hat to uh, initiate the play clock. Jason Jacoby playing left tackle, sophomore. And Kerr, bootleg right side. Pressure. Pulls it down on the run. He's trembling and couldn't break that third tackle. Hit low at about the seven-yard line. And bring up a third and long situation here. Oh, now they're on end zone. Did a good job uh, uh, evading uh, the tackle in the end zone and getting that ball upfield. He uh, progresses it past the original line of scrimmage. He's going to bring up a third down and nine. Ball sitting on about the eight-yard line. Watch this come out. Kerr's going to do a little quick punt formation here. Or a third and long, go for it. And they're going for it. Immediately pressure, pulls it down, and he's going to be sacked yep. at the five-yard line. I'm sure about that call there. Then they were going to do a little quick, quick kick, but uh, – That was third down. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, 
on fourth down. Uh, it's fourth down now in uh, 12. Uh, ball back again on the uh, six-yard line. Uh, so uh, going to need a good boot here from uh, what's going to be a new punter. Uh, we we didn't have uh, – we had a pretty solid punter and last year, and this year it's going to be number two, Cody McBee. Uh, Gage Watson. Or Gage Watson, yeah. excuse me. Sorry, he did change the number. Standing at the back of the end zone. Matt, as time gets it off. Decent punt. Uh, punt. Matt, he calls for the fair punt. 42, drops it, and recovers. As number three, Bryce Hermesmeyer, was back to return that one. So, ball goes over on downs. Yeah, good, good field position here for the Indians as uh, they're going to take over for their first offensive possession of the game. A little bit uh, new look here on defense. Uh, you're going to have J.J. Ink uh, on the line. That's old puke and rally from last year. I uh, thought he might be doing some of the field goal kicking as he was earlier, but uh, the defensive line looks pretty good. Uh, you know, Gage Watson's going to be down there as well as uh, yeah, Comanche first play. They run right side and tackled for no game by number two Gage Watson from the defensive end spot. Yeah, he just slid right underneath them and was able to wrap him up. That's going to be no gain on the play. He brings up a second down and 10 for Comanche. Ball sits uh, just inside the 45-yard line, so uh, it's going to be on about the 44-yard line in puncher territory, by the way. So a good field position for Comanche on their drive. Up front for the punchers, number 65, Michael Longoria at the nose. Gage Watson, Diddy H at the defensive end spot. Spencer Valdez, inside linebackers, handoff left side. Oh, man. Watson again. Gage Watson's two for two. Two for two on these plays, and, uh, man, just uh, blowing through the offensive line there. He uh, That play was a little slow to develop, but uh, Gage Watson there was able, was able to get there to capitalize and uh, wrap him up in the backfield for a huge loss. That's going to bring up a third down and about 15. 32 left in the first quarter. Still scoreless here at the puncher dome. Manchie's facing a third and long as their quarterback number four, Hudson Welch, Talks to the running backs. Flip backfield. Two wide receivers. They're throwing deep down the right sideline. Going for Hermesmeyer. Oh, he caught it. And he does a mall in front of the puncher corner. Cody McBee out there with the coverage. Cody McBee just never got his head turned around on the play. And Hermesmeyer took advantage of it and just jumped right over the top of him. Uh, you got to turn around and see where you need to elevate. as uh, That's going to put the Indians all the way down to the 20-yard line. Huge play right there for Third down conversion for the Indians as uh, they are now in the red zone officially uh, against the punchers. Punchers got a hold here. First and 10 Comanche in the red zone, 20-yard line. Moving from our right to left. Welch, under center, two receivers left. High formation. Gage Watson in the backfield tackled. Another tackle for a loss against Lanton Gunner. He's, uh, he's three for three when he's touched them, Will. Uh, he switched over here to the near side that time and uh, was able to bust through the other side of that offensive line. And, my goodness, uh, wrapped him up in the backfield. It's a two-yard two, uh, loss on the play. Brings up a second down and 12 for the Indians. Again, though, they are inside the 25-yard line of the punchers on a big throw from uh, Cook to Hermesmeyer. Receiver split wide either side. Put backfield behind Welch. They run middle, 21. Wilkinson breaks it to the off tackle to the right, gets down to the 
15-yard line, coming up a third and about seven. J.J. Eight nearly had him for a loss, uh, but uh, couldn't wrap him down with an arm tackle. And so uh, it's going to be, like uh, Will said, brings up about a third down and seven. Uh, they threw the ball last time on third down pretty effectively. B, corner on the left side. Watch Hermesmeyer. He's all, all the way over here on the near side. Brody Baker, cornerback on the right for the defense. Tate Spencer, Rollin Jordan, the outside linebackers. Bootleg. Oh. Being chased. Oh. Flag comes in after the quarterback's on the ground. He tried to get the ball off, but he was hit hard by number 51, Casey Jacoby, coming from that backside. Kaysen got him just as his arm was going forward. I think that was uh, uh, going to be an incomplete pass, but uh, I think you're going to have a hold prior to that on Jacoby as uh, he was beating the defender something fierce. So that's going to be a should be a big fourth down facing the Indians. Third and long if they punchers. Oh yeah, big sets here. Coaches are trying to figure out what to do here. They're going to force a fourth down. Matchy. The penalty's decline. It's going to bring up a fourth down and seven. The ball is going to sit about the 18-yard, I mean, excuse me, about the 16-yard uh, line. So uh, Indians uh, more than likely will probably go for it here, I would imagine, on fourth down and seven to go. 6-22 remaining in the first quarter, still scoreless. Mason zero, Comanche zero. Comanche uh, still with their first offensive series. They got into the red zone on a big pass play down the far sideline. And a big decision here is Hunter's decline. The penalty to make it fourth and six. Now, Milo Mayfield in there. Got a new fresh guys on that defensive line. Mayfield, Jacoby, and number 55, Tino Montiano. So some fresh legs on the defensive front. They're still declining the penalty. So it's going to bring up fourth down and seven. Excuse me. They, they accepted the penalty. Ah. They changed their mind. So, uh, uh, so let me get back to the safety positions for this year's defense. Matthew Kerr back at three safety. Had six interceptions last season. And uh, number 13, Spencer Morris, Jr. In there. I think Matthew's strong safety. Spencer's probably the free safety. The... Uh, See what happens here uh, on this long third down and 16 for the Indians. On receiver's left side, split backfield. Well, three-step drop, looks left, and it has Hermesmeyer open inside the five. It's caught, and just shy of the goal line. No, it's a touchdown. Oh, they call touchdown. It's like a touchdown. Touchdown, Indians. Uh, well, well-thrown ball by Cook uh, to Hermesmeyer yet again. Second pass of the night, and uh, they connect once again. Man, just really crossed up those safeties. Uh, uh, the they they just got crossed up there, and uh, never uh, never saw him come across. Spencer Morrison uh, looked like he was standing in concrete, unfortunately, and uh, Curry just could not get there fast enough. And so, uh, touchdown, Indian number one here to see if he can put it through the uprise for the extra point. Oh, they, they fake it. it. Well, it turns around. Makes the throw, trying to beat defense to the corner, and he falls just short. He didn't make it. So uh, they stop him on the uh, two-point conversion attempt. And so that's going to be a 6 nothing lead for the Comanche Indians here with 6.14 to go in the first quarter. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. 
95.3 FM, KNEL, serving Brady, Eden, Voca, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. All right, so 614 remaining in the first quarter. Anchi hit the first points on the board. Uh, Two-point conversion uh, fails. They lead the puncher 6 to nothing. So Mason's offense kind of stuttered after those two penalties. Uh, Backed up in their own end zone. Comanche through the air. uh, Gets their uh, first score with a uh, touchdown completion to number three, Bryce Hermesmeyer, from about uh, 15 yards out on the fourth down call there as you said they're gonna go for it yeah i thought they would go for it uh with that fourth down call and then uh you know with third down they, they actually backed them up with a little more room and so they decided to pass the ball uh just uh defensive line just didn't get there fast enough on those pass plays and yeah you know it's just saying something considering they got there well with the run play so uh you know uh need to make that adjustment uh here on your second drive also, offensively, hopefully we get a little better field position as we uh, as we start this one uh, for the second offensive possession for Mason. I want to thank a couple of our sponsors, Mason Bank and Willow Creek Cafe, uh, as we'll t- try to hit the high notes and hit the list as uh, as this game continues. But uh, I want to thank uh, all of our sponsors here at KNEL to for what they do to support the kiddos and uh, bring you this live broadcast uh, for uh, parts of the county that uh, other parts don't get to hear. Back uh, to kick off again for the Indians, number one. Hey, Rios. Back deep to return for the punchers, Lake Lewis, Hayden Hardy. This time, Lewis going to take it middle of the field at the five. He's running towards the home stand, gets the sideline, and tackled out of bounds just shy, right at the 30-yard line, 35-yard line. That might have been a bad deal had he rolled up on those cheerleaders in that pyramid that they had. Yeah. <clears throat> So another good return there by number 22, Blake Lewis. Watch your offense back on the field for their second series. They trail the Indians here early 6 to nothing. 6.09 remaining in the first quarter. Matthew Kerr calls the play in the huddle. Let's put Gage Watson and Cody McBee to the left side. One's on the left. Kerr in the shotgun. Inside receiver on the right. Play action, quick throw, sideline, caught by number 11, J.J. H. still on his feet, pushing defenders forward. It's like about a nine-yard pickup there on the pass and catch, Kerr to Watson. That's a good catch by J.J. H. He turned upfield immediately and didn't give up any ground. That's an eight-yard gain on the play. Going to bring up a second down and short for the punchers uh, right near the 45-yard line. Ball will sit on the 44 Good passing catch, and that's what I was talking about there, Will. I, I think we're going to have to do more of that. Get out in space, let your athletes yeah. play one-on-one Kerr instead of uh, trying to slam it up the middle. We're back in the shotgun. Three receivers set. Motion Watson, right to left, and pitch it to him. Flag, throwing play blown dead. As, uh, got a got false start on that side over there. I don't know who that was on, but uh, either way, uh, we got to clean this up a little bit. That's three flags and uh, two offensive possessions, and so – Got to come, got to come out better than that. Uh, it's going to back them up to about the 38-yard line. Big targets out there for Kerr in Ake and Watson. Those six-one, six-two, big-bodied and good quickness and speed. Wing T set. Receiver split wide to the right on the home side, and off middle to the fullback. That's Spencer. 
as uh, he gets a few yards back after the penalty to about the 43-yard line. So bring up third down and about two or three. Yeah, third down and short here. Need to capitalize on this. Uh, Comanche, I've been watching them over on the far side, Will. They uh, are rotating that defensive line out uh, pretty regular. Got a lot of big boys standing over there. Like uh, Coach uh, uh, you know, Coach McLeod said, they've got 20 seniors on that deal, and they're maybe in big form. They're in the gun. Eye formation to the right. Goes back to J.J. Eight near side. Caught, and he's out of bounds. Past the 50. Gets the first down and in the Comanche territory. J.J. Ake uh, obviously put some pounds on since last year. He's uh, sounded up that lanky frame that he had uh, going on last year. And so I don't know if I'd ever call him lanky. He's always been the big kid. Well, he's been a big <laughs> kid, but, like, you know, he, he didn't have – he wasn't as dense as what he is now. And so, uh, um, you know, that was a good first down pitch and catch right there. Ball across midfield for the punchers on this second offensive possession. A.T. Formation, Tyler Schmidt. Ball start that time on JJ8. So, uh, see what, uh, see what's going on there. Into the game comes Witt Tedder, uh, our backup tight end, number 32. Unfortunately, that's another flag. That's going to back them up, uh, take them back across midfield to about the 46 yard line where it'll be first and 15. We're still Comanche six, Mason zero. Mason's got across. Midfield, both on the opening kickoff and uh, this offensive series, is still struggling there at midfield with this drive together. Tyler Schmidt split wide to the left. Wing T set. Watson on the left side with Tedder. Tied in on the right. Toss sweep. Valdez cuts it inside. Hurdles the defender. Spins out of a tackle. And he's back just across the original line of scrimmage. Man, what a little shot of burst there from Jose Valdez. Uh, that's going to put him. Past the original line of scrimmage, all the way down to uh, the 48-yard line, opposite side of the 50. Lake Second down and nine to go. Lake Lewis, Cody B check in. Third is going to come to the line of scrimmage. Comanche really stacking the line in terms of defense, playing a 4-4 front. Wing T set. Curve, counterplay, right side. Lake Lewis hit at the line of scrimmage, falls forward. At the 45-yard line in of Comanche. Still a good three-yard pickup right there for the punchers. Going to move the ball to the 45-yard line, like Will said. Third down and about six to go. Been the bread and butter run play for the punchers for several years. And you can go back to... You can't do it on third down right here. Go back to Seth Hudson, 2014. Back to the line, third and six. Curve, shotgun. Four receiver set, excuse me, three receiver set, broken eye formation in the backfield. Handoff, read option two, Lewis. Oh, barely. Good forward progress, right shy of the first down marker. It's going to be fourth and about a nose. Pete Spencer and Jaden Scanlon check into the game. First time we've seen him on the field. Both good backs coming up from that JV squad last year. Rylan Jordan's going to switch one of them out, though. Comes in for Blake Lewis. 2.40 left in the first quarter. Mason trailing Comanche. 6-0, to zero, but threatening from the 40-yard line Comanche territory. Kerr, out of the pistol. They call his number. He runs four. Man, he is man, man. 
shit tackles at the line of scrimmage, falls forward. I think that's, that's going to be really close. White hat signals first down. Man, that was an awful quick decision. Yeah, they gave him a little bit of a nose of a football. First down, says the White Hat, as that's going to push uh, the punchers across the uh, 40-yard line. Small, methodical drive right here on the second offensive possession. Two minutes left to go here in the first quarter. Comanche still leads this one six to nothing. First carry of the season by Kerr, 6'4", 200 pounds. Expect we're going to see a lot of that number called in those short-yarded situations, even on the goal line. Wing T set. McBee's foot wide to the right. Counterplay left side. Jordan shits a tackle, lowers the shoulder. And good run there. Number 21, Rylan Jordan out to the 32-yard line. You know, that's, uh, that's the thing. I wonder how if he'll be one of those uh, bulk carriers this year. And, you know, his, his yardage number's never been real high. And so uh, I'll be curious, with it being a senior year, does he get up in there in that seven, 800-yard uh, range uh, for, for punchers? Or is this going to be a, a four-cycle back like we saw, uh, you know, in previous years? Jordan and Valdez in the backfield. Gate Watson will help wing back. Bootleg, right side, Kerr steps up, fires, has J.J. Oh, J.J. quit him on the route. J.J., uh, he uh, he didn't pull out, run out the route, and, uh, man, Kurt almost still put it on a dime right over the top of that Indian out there. But uh, it's going to bring up a third down and five. Number 11 for Comanche, who was in coverage, dropped back from his cover two zone spot and just kind of got, looks like he may have gotten a finger on it. As Watson, otherwise, excuse me, Ake, otherwise would have been, Wide open. He brings in the play. 105 remaining in the first. Manchi six, Mason zero. Big third down here and four. Curve, shotgun. Jordan offset to the left. One receivers to the near side. They fake it. Curve looks left. Being chased from the backside. Pulls it down. And oh, whack. Dives forward for the first. No, no flags. First down punchers. Yeah, for a good good run right there by Kerr. It took a whop at the end, but uh, that's a good first down. Move the chains there inside the 25 or 26-yard line for the punchers. Well, that time, uh, number 62, Brandon Kennedy, senior yeah. defensive end. Well, he was coming from that backside. He's a, he's a good athlete. Yeah, I think I'd run away from that whop, too. So that one might have hurt a little more. He's got some athleticism on that front four defensive line. This time, Tyler Schmidt slips to the right eye formation behind Kerr. Toss sweep, right side, Blake Lewis, up the defensive end, picks up extra yards down to the 24-yard line. Yeah, good run here to the near side. Uh, man, that Cash Cook, I'll tell you what, uh, that, that cat's in on every play. Uh, he's in there throwing arms and whatever he needs to do to get in the way. Back from his safety position, they're really playing a 4-4 front on us, uh, really – uh, thinning themselves out in the secondary and, and then outside. And so uh, I'd like to see Mason kind of take advantage of that. That's going to be the end of the first quarter. Uh, Comanche leads this one six to nothing. As uh, let's, uh, let's take a two-minute commercial break, and we'll be right back. Or a one-minute commercial break, and we'll be right back here. Uh, you're listening to Mason Puncher Football on KNEL 95.3. All hat and no cattle. 
folks at Nine Bar Land and Cattle are a different breed of realtors. They are ranchers. They sell ranches. They know the hill country, the land, the lenders, the pros you need to run a ranch. When you go to buy your ranch, be sure your realtors aren't all hat and no cattle. On the web at WeSellRanchLand.com. All hat and no cattle ain't gonna get it done. The Basin Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the punchers. 95.3 KNEL. All right, we're back here to start the second quarter. Uh, Comanche leading the Mason Punchers six to nothing. Punchers uh, threatening, uh, getting pretty close to that red zone area in Comanche territory, facing second down and six. And uh, you know it's kind of a one step forward, two step back uh, kind of a start here for the puncher offense as uh, they come off the sideline. Yeah, definitely going to have to get uh, all back on the same page there as. Uh, you know, we got a lot of new faces out there uh, to get together to move the right direction. But uh, Matthew Kerr and his leadership are going to have to step up here. Flip backfield, two tight end set, oh. and number 13, Spencer Morris, jumps offside there. Left the line of scrimmage early, and uh, that's going to set the punchers back another five yards. That one's going to hurt, uh, Will, as uh, we were kind of developing some momentum there. And then you know, we've gone about four or five plays without a flag. But, Receivers uh, have to watch the snap. They cannot go on the count. Chase Montague playing center for the punchers this season. And that's who Matthew Kerr is going to line up behind here. Second down and 11. Wing T set. Watson McBee on the left side. Play action. Throws the out route, caught. Gates oh. the ball comes out after he rolls once or twice on the ground. Incomplete. Mm. Would have put him at a, right at the 20, a few yards shot, uh, short of the first down marker. So we have a big third down and 12 here for the punchers. Ball sits on about the 29-yard line. The line to gain is about the 16-17. Huddle up here, Tyler Schmidt. Brings in the plate. Just a few ticks off the clock here to start the second quarter. And Mason still trailing Comanche six to nothing. There's going to be in the shotgun. Blake Lewis offset to the left. Three receivers set. And Puncher are going to call their first timeout of the, of the first half. You just heard from them, but we'd also like to thank uh, Nine Bar Landing Cattle and Harder Texas Ford. Uh, for being sponsors of this broadcast here on KNEL. Uh, we'll take a 30-second break and be right back here. You're listening to Mason Puncher Football. 
The Ford Summer Sales Event is here and includes the all-new Ford Bronco and Ford Bronco Sport, the newest in a legacy that can't be broken. Designed to bring you and your crew closer to the wild with a 4x4 terrain management system that handles any type of terrain. Get the crew together, pack your gear, and start your adventure. Find out more at heartoftexasford.com. That's heartoftexasford.com. Bronco will get you there. The Ford Summer Sales Event at heartoftexasford.com, where every deal comes straight from the heart. 95.3 95.3 KNEL. And we're back here. Manchie leads the puncher's six to nothing. Eleven fifty-four left. In the first half of this ball game. Punchers call a timeout here, facing third and eleven. And uh, just haven't really found a rhythm on the offensive side. Comanche found it through the passing game as they scored in their first offensive series. Uh, went put, for two. They put a pretty good drive together, though. Will time of possession? They've eaten up a lot of clock. Yeah. Uh, in this drive that started way back uh, at their about their 30-yard line. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's taking that ball out of the hands of Comanche, uh, who made two really good passes. So Mason needs to capitalize here early in the second quarter uh, and get on the board. Sure. Shotgun, three receivers set. They fake it to Watson, setting up the screen, caught by Jaden Scanlon. He's in open space, breaks a tackle, carrying tacklers down. Right. Shy of the first down marker, if not on it. Yeah, he's going to be two yards shy, about a yard shy of the first down marker. Oh, he's calling first down. Oh, good took it. Take it by the newcomer, Jaden Scanlon. Oh, time. hold the hold the phone. Yep. Oh, That's first great. down, man. I I would have thought uh, by where the sticks were that that would have been a little bit short, but man, uh, first down, big first down for the punchers there. So uh, they're inside the 20-yard line of the Comanche Indians for the first time here tonight on their second offensive possession. Kerr's going to bring the play into the huddle, and uh, hopefully we can stick this one in the end zone. Mason, offensive line, doing a good job holding back that uh, big defensive line of Comanche. Three backs in the backfield in front of Kerr. Short-yarded situation. He's going to keep it left side. Goes in the round, off tackle, and gets tackled out of bounds. At the 10-yard line. It's a big gain of about eight yards on that play. Uh, it's going to take them down to about the nine-yard line. Flag on the play, though. Uh, they are looking towards uh, the Comanche sideline to see what uh, what it is they want to do. So a similar, it's going to be a holding. similar short yardage formation for the punchers, kind of that diamond backfield. But now instead of under center, they got Kerr back there. Kind of that Tebow, yeah. You know, look this 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 drive alone. Well, you're you're looking at uh, five to six flags uh, that have kept the progression going. Uh, this takes them from what should be inside the ten yard line, outside of the twenty, uh, where the ball sits yeah. on on about the twenty three yard line. First and fifteen for the punchers as they line up in a tight formation. A diamond backfield, two tight end set. Kerr under center. Play action, rolls right, looks left, throws deep, looking for Watson, and nearly caught on the sideline, incomplete as Hermesmeyer breaks it up down near the five-yard line. Hermesmeyer, one of the better athletes on uh, the Comanche Indian team, he just comes in and breaks that play up late. I expected him to be a leader out there, being a coach's kid, senior. Gage Watson just kind of walks back to the huddle there. Uh, I'd like to see him pick it up a little bit uh, as, that, as that play clock was already down to uh, to 15. 
Second down and 15. Kerr out of the shotgun. Three receivers set. Two on the far side. Play action. Tried a quick throw. Pulls it down. Calls his own number. Scrambles up the middle. Across the 15. Right at the 15. And we're going to third down in about seven. Uh, Matthew Kerr, your leading rusher so far in this one. As, uh, he's called his own number a few times here. Is that open? open up the middle. That's going to get them back uh, across the original line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up a third down and eight for the punchers. Ball sits on the 15-yard line. you got to get to about the seven, Will, uh, I would say, yeah. Uh, roughly. Yeah. Um, those chain, I think the chain may be longer than what uh, what's actually on the board over here. So we're to third and eight. Ball's right at the 15. Check we'll see a pass or another run by Kerr. They go twin receivers left side. Broken eye backfield next to Kerr. Ocean Watson. Flag on the play. We got a false start God. right here on the near side. That, is that in the backfield, receivers, or line? That's receivers every time. We've had them twice now. They sent Watson in motion. They're trying to get a little end around toss in front of the quarterback. That brings up a huge third down and 15 or 14 for the punchers. And again, uh, like you said, uh, one step forward and two steps back, back it seems like. Yeah, just trying to find some kind of rhythm consistency as Kerr brings in the play. Third down and 13, 10.05 left in the first half. Hunters trailing Comanche 6-0. to They go back to the same formation. Kerr takes the quick throw left, calls his own number. Nothing. Gets down to the back to the 15. Fourth down and long. Fourth down and long is correct. Uh, it's going to be about uh, eight yards to go to get the first down. We can see some of that offense they're trying to run. I mean, he could have thrown it there. Yeah. He could have, you know, has those reads to make. But he probably should have let that one go. He made the right read last time and ran up the middle. Yeah. But, man, uh, this 4-4 front of Comanche, uh, you know, send more people out. Spread it out just yeah. a little bit. They're big at the tackle, athletic at the end. Kerr, fourth and eight, under center, split backfield, play action, two-leg left, throws back, reverse it. Watson catches it in the air, but short of the 10-yard line and even shorter of the first down. Ball goes over Comanche. Yeah, ate up a lot of clock there. I learned a little bit about themselves. Uh, Watson took a big hit on that play. <laughs> good grab. Up in yeah, the air, good just... grab, but, uh, man, he took a big hit and uh, landed flat of his back. Yeah, he's Slow to come off. Went knocked out of him more than likely. That time they tried to drag him back across the field. Everybody flooding to the left. And good you know, man coverage. That was on his hip. What was it, old Jim Bob Arm said? There's all that Which air. Part? There's all that air out there, and I can't get none. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. One of the greatest stories if you've ever heard it from him. Yeah. That's a really good story. Comanche back on offense. Paul sweep left side. Wilkerson tries to get around the end and can't. Tackled out of bounds at about the line of scrimmage. Yeah, good group tackle over there that far side. Yeah, I highly recommend uh, you uh, you ask Coach Smith about that uh, from back in old Jim Bob Arms' days. Uh, legend. Legend, I would say. Better uh, to hear it from the source. Yeah, right? that's, uh, that's a good – that's a real good story. Yeah. Uh, one that uh, – Delivered very well. I uh, Yeah, I will never forget. So – for sure. Um, but Randy, uh, <laughs> second down, well, looks like there may be some. Yeah, flag back at the interior line of scrimmage. 
uh, consulting uh, near side over here. It's going to go against the Indians. Yeah, it's going to back them up. It's about time they had one uh, share the love there. It's going to back them up inside of the five-yard line, I would believe. Be real close right at the six. Um, we'd also like to thank uh, uh, Laneburg Realty and Dipsticks Tire and Loop as uh, two of our, our keynote sponsors this year as uh, they allow us to do this broadcast here on KNEL 95.3 and Lynn Ferris and the station back uh, allowing Will and I to come back again this year. So uh, hopefully we weren't too bad, Will, if they ask us back, right? Maybe the only ones willing. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> By default. By default. Comanche has a first and 15 after the penalty backed up to their own six as they go sweep in around right side, running room out there for number eight. That's Aaron Saniga. When your running back gets out, good blocking. Good blocking by the uh, by the ends and by the wide receiver that time, as uh, he had lots of running room coming here to the near side. That's going to bring up a second down and about four for the Indians uh, on their second possession of the ball game. They scored on their first possession, uh, went for two and did not make it. So it is a six to nothing lead for Comanche as we have 8-22 here in the second quarter. Back Hudson Welch, from under center. Backfield behind him. They go handoff left side. Number 17, Oscar Rios. That may have been, I think that was number 17. Nothing there except for about two yards, and that was just good enough to get the first down. First and 10 for Comanche. Ball on the 21-yard line, 22-yard line. Comanche moving from our left to right. Just under eight minutes left in the first half. Comanche still leads the puncher 6-0. to Another first and 10. Ball on their own 22. Once again, the under center. They got a little flex bone look. Two wing backs and a full back. Back to the wing back. Oh, they gave it to him. That's Hermes Meyer. Tries to get the outside on the left. And uh, picks up a few. He gets that across the 25 to about the 26-yard line. Yeah, good speed uh, even for the punchers uh, to the edges uh, where they beat us is with the big boys up the middle so far. So uh, that still is a good gain of about four yards on the play. Takes it to about the 25-yard line. It'll be second down for the Indians. Mason Puncher defense uh, needs to uh, bust the ends just a little bit more. And they got four men on the line of scrimmage. Excuse me, they got five up there. Eight. Eight men in the box. Comanche throws quick throw right side caught. At near under the near the thirty is where they'll mark it. They'll bring up a third. That's going to be a third short. down and about two. There's a ball caught out there on the far side by number six. Kalen Soros, wide receiver, 6'2", 185. Cody McBee did a good job of holding on. He was pretty well outsized on that play. He did a good job of holding on and waiting for reinforcement. Being Baker, the corners, Kerr, the free safety, all alone back there in the secondary. We we started loading the box. It's going to be a timeout uh, by the Comanche Indians uh, here with 625 left to go. We would also like to thank the Commercial Bank and Mason Building and Supply as two of our sponsors as well. Uh, let's take a 10 second station identification you're listening to Mason Puncher Football here on KNEL 95.3 FM KNEL serving Brady, Eden, Voca, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country and again a 
replay of tonight's puncher's game is available as a podcast at knealradio.com. Click on the podcast icon and select the KNL Sports Podcast where you can listen or download the game. Podcast of tonight's game should be available early next week. And so uh, anytime you want to go back and listen to those games, how it used to be. You used to be, you couldn't hear it until Saturday. Right. Uh, even after the only way we could pick it up on the radio. And today we've got it, got it live, got it on apps, podcasts. TV, you name it, anywhere, many device. But uh, again, uh, the radio voice of the punchers here. Uh, listen to Mason Puncher Football, ninety-five-three KNO FM, live online at KNORadio.com, on the TuneIn Radio app, KNO FM, and just tell Alexa to play KNEL FM on your smart speaker. Punchers, uh, both teams talking it over during this timeout. Comanche has a third and two from their own thirty, six twenty-five. Remaining in the second quarter, they still lead the punchers six to zero. They got down the field on two big pass plays to get their first score of the game, and they're kind of hit or miss on the running game. But uh, punchers just trying to find some continuity out there. They're definitely yeah. keep rotating those players, keeping them fresh. Those those safeties don't need to draw too close though, as uh, we've we've seen that uh, Cook can throw the ball. Five men on the line of scrimmage. Everybody's tied in the box. Lone receiver split wide. Wing T, backfield. Welch, bootleg, right side, sack. As Watson and Spencer meet him together over here on the home sideline. What you call a good old simultaneous collision. Ty Spencer, Gage Watson. Pushing back a few yards. going to be fourth down. And about five for Comanche. Looks like they're going to elect a punt. So, uh, finally looking looking for a big play. Somebody to step up. And uh, that time hopefully we'll put them in a punting situation. Just under six minutes left. Watchers have time here to get the ball back. Put together a scoring drive. Watching for the fake right here. As a short yardage situation. Nope, meet Bunsen. Ready one, Matthew Gonzalez. It's a good punt off. Land, puncher 25. Cody McVee lets it roll down about the 16. That was a good punt. Put them inside the 20. Mason Punchers will have their second offensive or third offensive possession of this football game. Their second one, uh, they drove it a long way down the field, but uh, came up with a goose egg on a fourth down and about six situations. So uh, lots of penalties, uh, like Will said. Two steps back for every step forward, and uh, let's hope we can have a good, clean drive here with 5:25 on the clock here left in this first half. Sun setting here on the golf course and on the puncher dome. Man, it's a dry one. It's a dry one. So you know it's pretty dry when the deer are willing to come up uh, while the bands and the lights are on to drink out of the pond uh, here on the golf course. So uh, very few spots of green grass and out of your yard here in the hill country. Yeah, first and uh, ten punchers curve. Shotgun formation, three receiver set. Option read, keeps it over the right side. Tackled as he gets across the line of scrimmage for a short game. You know, obviously, uh, that's an effective play for the punchers in a short yardage situation, but uh, obviously not sustainable long term as, uh, you know, you have, uh, you, you don't want to wear him out. Uh, he's one of your keynote players. He goes down on this team. Uh, obviously, his leadership will be truly missed. So, you know, you can't wear Kerr out. In, in these types of situations, especially early on. So, 
I'd like to see them open it up and spread it out just a little bit more, make a little more effort to to diversify this uh, so-called line so far in this game. Second and eight, wing T set, two receivers split either side. Quick three-step drop, pump fake, looking for a deep shot. The receiver pulls up, Armis Meyer runs under, intercepted. He's going back opposite field and tackled out of bounds. Flag oh. come in at the 35-yard line. And I'm just going to say... Watson just quit on that one. Yeah, well, you said it before I got to it. Uh, probably said a little... Ran, a little more ran the, the wrong route, or... No, he just he just quit the route. He just didn't run it. Uh, like a fade route. It's thrown inside. He saw the defender in front of him, and if he would have kept pushing the defender upfield, uh, he'd have been in perfect position to undercut that throw or and, and catch it just like just like uh, Hermes Meyer showed us how to do it. Um, Meyer had the coverage. It yeah. had to be over both their heads. But Watson just kind of quit the route. It, it, it was either a go route or a fade route, but the way the ball was thrown was a go route. Yeah. And Meyer was there to catch it. No contention. Regardless, uh, Comanche Indians in great position here uh, via that interception as uh, they're going to have uh, first down. First and ten ball after the penalty. I like it's on Comanche here. Yeah, They're that's backing a, up. I, I thought it was a so. late hit out of bounds over there. Yeah, Comanche sideline, but uh, could have been a hold. So that would be it. Wide hats uh, still discussion. Got offsetting penalties. Comanche should have the ball. At about the 35, where Hermesmeyer was tackled out of bounds. First and 10, Comanche, 35-yard line, inside punching territory. Still leading 6-0, 4.30 left in the second quarter. Now, I was happy to see a shot deep there, even though we are kind of playing deep in our own territory, but players already kind of looked exhausted, you know, in the heat and oh, I agree. on both sides. I know, you know, everybody remembers how it is first game of the season. You just suck and win that first half. But uh, you just got to gotta execute. Comanche, come out, wing T set. Led by number four, Hudson Welch, senior quarterback. Center center, out in left side. Receiver split wide to the right. And they go left side to number 11, tries to get around the outside. Good penetration by Rollin Jordan. And tackle out there by Valdez and Scantlin. Loss on the carry. Cody McBee had a good tackle last time. Over there on the far side, he was able to hit him for the loss. Brings up a second down and 12 for Comanche. Jordan came up, made that running back go backwards. Got to bounce it outside. Second down and 12. And she's still leading six to nothing with 420 remaining in the first half. They come out in a flex bone look. They motion wing back left to right and off full back middle. Tackle immediately. Nothing. JJ Ake and uh, that would have been Ty Spencer right there hitting up the middle. Still uh, trying to get back to the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be third and 11. Catching win, we missed uh, the Puyukin rally. Probably so. 
And he rallied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back over behind the line of scrimmage for JJ As they go back to the same formation, play action pass. Welch looking to throw deep on the post route, overthrown, incomplete. Brody Baker on the coverage. Yeah, Brody Baker was beat. Uh, luckily, that uh, pass uh, sailed. As uh, I call that, he had him wide open. He was behind him, and he had good, you know, on his hip, able to get that inside arm across. I don't, I don't think he was that close. Well, good thing the receiver didn't jump. Yeah, I don't think Brody's arm was quite that long. For a new starter out there, I'm going to give him give him credit for at least being on his hip. He was in in the vicinity. Fourth down and eleven, Jason Comanche. Looks like they're going to go for it here. 3.43 remaining in the half. Look backfield behind Welch. Five-step drop. Throws the deep route on the right side over the head of number six. Going back after Brody Baker. Or no, that's Tate Spencer out there with the coverage. Quite a bit uh, size difference there uh, between those two. And uh, luckily that ball again was overthrown. Yeah, number six the, did have the leverage on him. 6'2", 185. That was intended for Taylor Soros. That was Brody Baker on the coverage, step for step. Ball goes over on down. Mason's going to have better field position. We'd also like to thank uh, Hill Country Collision Repair and Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks for being keynote sponsors also this season here for your Mason punchers. You're going to start out in the shotgun. Front receiver is left side of Watson and McBee. Dozen Jordan in the backfield. Offset to the right. And they go Jordan's number over the left side. Jordan, hard yards. Man, he was hit uh, for no gain and uh, just kept the wheels turning as uh, he gets it all the way out to the uh, to about the 40-yard line. Watchers in no five, huddle mode. Five yards to go here on second down. Same formation. Her takes the swing pass, calls his own number right side, spins out of a tackle. Oh. Flag comes in late on the opposite side. Kerr gets out a few yards short of, the, short of the first down. And they hold against the punchers evidently on the back side. But Kerr's uh, reading that defensive end. He's either going to throw the swing pass or the receiver screen, and then he pulls it down and runs the, the draw up the middle. Punchers, uh, like they're going to be going backwards here. Mm. Had a chance for third and about two. Now it's going to be third and 12 or 13. It'll be second. Yeah, second. Second and 12 for the punchers. Ball sits just over the uh, 35-yard line in puncher territory. Her in the shotgun. One receiver's left. Good stop by the defense on the last drive. Offense got to capitalize with three minutes to go. Harry rolls left. Looks left. Goes to the sideline. McBee caught just inside the 45. To give him a third down and manageable situation. Good route. Hermes. that time McBee. Hermes Meyer on the tackle. Uh, that boy uh, likes to play football. He didn't mind hitting him right there. He catches McBee in the small of his back. Short down, short third down, here to go. No huddle, same formation. Quick throw, left side caught by Watson. Ooh, fumble on the play. Drops it. 
call it a catch. Yeah. So that's going to be a first down. Why that one doesn't go to replay. Yeah, Gage Watson <laughs> uh, didn't know what hit him right there as uh, Hermesmeyer just lights him up right as he turns around. Yeah, ball gonna... rolls out of bounds. Uh, you know, refs are talking this one over. Side judge called it a catch. Gage did get his head around after. Umpire's trying to say incomplete. Looks like he might have tried to turn up the field, but that ball was coming out. He got hit immediately. Man, she's definitely going to challenge this. Hermes Myers out at the hash mark. They call it a catch and fumble. First down, punchers. Goes over here on the home side. Manchie coaches didn't really get a good look at it. Challenge flag definitely would have been thrown. Yeah, no doubt on that one. Uh, I don't think he really had possession of it. Hermes Meyer put the helmet on the ball. 234 remaining in the first out. half. Hunter was trailing 6 nothing. Trying to get to midfield. Curve, shotgun. Three receivers set. High snap. He catches it. Calls his own number. Has running room. Side step. Hurdles the defender. Runs over two more. As he gets all the way down near the first down marker. It's going to be real close to the first down marker. Looks like he's going to be just a little short. Oh, they're calling him a wow. first down. Holy smokes. Good spot. Yeah, good spot. Umpire, I like it. Uh, White hat agrees. Send him on. No huddle. Puncher's back at the line. Same formation. Broken eye in the backfield alongside Kerr. He's out of the shotgun. They motion Spencer right to left. Now back to the right. Kerr looking, shuffling the feet. Now throwing deep. Has a wide open McDee. Oh, he caught it. On the sideline. At the 10-yard line. What a grab over Hermesmeyer. McBee had to step, had to kind of wait for it. As my son would say, he got moss. He got what? He got moss. I don't know what that means. Randy Moss. Oh. Jump over you. No. Kind of. Well placed by Kerr. Well placed. Yeah. Yeah, he had to wait, you know. Good footwork in the pocket. Good throw. Good catch. First down punchers. Just two minutes remaining in the red zone. First and ten from the ten. Well, first and goal from the ten. Diamond formation. Her out of the pistol. Oh, high snap high again. Snap, pulls it down. Falls forward. Gets a few on the run. This is where, where we kept struggle. saying. We, yeah. This is the uh, Referio Austin Ochoa, you know, over and over. I don't think Kerr's quite as fast. He's definitely as big. <laughs> no, I, I think we need to stay within our means there. Uh, little, little different build. He's a big kid. He's, he's got good downhill speed. Minute 12 on the clock here, so uh, be curious to see what they do here. Conserve time. 14 on the play clock. Trying to get the play back in. 10, 9, just in the huddle. 8, 7, 6. Got to hurry the line. High formation. 3, 2. Get the snap off. Oh, and off right side to Jordan. Hit immediately at the line of scrimmage and land backwards. That's going to be Cook. Man, he just he was hugging the line from the safety position. Looking Blanton Gunner. And Mason's going to have to call a flag on the play. That's going to be a late hit uh, by Mason. It's going to be a personal foul. Clock stops, 42.7. Coaches out on the field. Look like they're going to call timeout. 
number seven stood over the top of him. They're each going to throw a flag. There's two flags down. They're maybe going to offset these here. There's going to be some excessive celebration possibly against Comanche, but... Well, Cook stood over the top of uh, Ryland Jordan, and uh, one of the Mason offensive linemen went up there and shoved him. I couldn't catch the number, but uh, they had a little exchange back and forth. Offsetting penalties. So Mason, Both personal fouls. Going to pick up the flags, though. Mason retains the yards gain. We're going to second down and two. But that was old Squire down a hurt, said, in the quiet man. He's going to put him in his book. As uh, Yeah, that's going to go. That's <laughs> going to come up on film and uh, some extra conditioning as Mason takes a timeout here. 42 seconds remaining. I believe that's their second timeout. It's their second timeout. We'll take a second timeout of our own, 30 seconds. Be right back. See if the punchers can get on the board here before the half. Listening to 95.3 KDL. Dipsticks Tire and Lube is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, oil changes, truck and trailer parts, and accessories. They also offer interstate batteries and alignments. If you have an after-hour emergency, Dipsticks is here for you. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to noon. Dipsticks is family-owned, family-operated, and Mason-trusted since 2004. Call us, 325-347-6108. Next door to Dollar General. 95.3 KNEL. All right, and we're back here live. Uh, Hunter's offense trying to get in the end zone, trailing Comanche 6 to nothing. Penalties back and forth. Well, this drive alone had two offsetting penalties of both both teams. That time it was personal foul. Another side, but uh, I thought second down and eight. Man, Mason didn't show much, uh, most much uh, intent to hurry there in terms of getting that ball down. I mean, they let uh, the play clock just well, completely dwindle down. They went no huddle all the way down, and then they huddled up for that last run. They come out again, kind of a short yarded set. Diamond backfield curve on the pistol. Two tight end set. Low snap, picks it off the ground, runs right side off tackle. Manchi is there. Still picks up a few to the five. The third and, third and goal from the five-yard line. That's where I expect to see a bootleg. Or Mason's going to take their last and final timeout. Yeah, let's uh, let's thank a couple more of our sponsors here, Will, uh, for this year. We've got um, Hill Country Collision Repair. Well, oh, excuse me, I already did those. Dan Gandy, Touchdown Real Estate, and Mason Puncher Club. Uh, glad to have those guys on board uh, for this season and uh, allow us to get up here and do what we do. Uh, right here with uh, less than a minute, less than 30 seconds on the clock, Comanche leads this from 6 to nothing. Let's take a 10-second station identification. You're listening to Mason Puncher Football here on 95.3 KNEL. 95.3 FM, K-N-E-L, serving Brady, Eden, Voca, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. Right back here live to Puncher Dome. 30 seconds left on the clock. Mason trying to get some points here in this ballgame, trailing Comanche 6 to nothing. Fourth down and five coming up. So this is your the play that you've been working on saving. Uh, I say that they 
they've had it on the list and haven't run it yet. But definitely got to be one you feel confident in that your kids can execute. I expect we'll see curve, roll out, pass, quick throw. Gage Watson, Tony B, twins on the left side, slip backfield. Kerr rolls to his left. Has to pull up, throws back of the end zone towards Watson, catches it, but he's out of bounds. And the ball's going to go over Comanche Holes. Watson if he had thrown that ball a little sooner, man, he had him uh, coming across the flats there. He could have just turned in for the touchdown, but uh, he holds it and tries to go for the jump ball. I don't even know who was coming across the, the middle there. The ends were crashing. They, you know, they weren't able to get the curve, but they weren't able, to, wouldn't able to get outside. Had to pull up and get that, release that football. Two, that's two missed opportunities down inside the red zone for the punchers. Got to figure out a way to get get down in there. Comanche uh, looking like they're probably just going to take an E on this one. Send it to half with 21 seconds on the clock. Well, take the knee. That should do it here. First half of play, Comanche. Going to head into half, leading the puncher six to nothing. I think at some point when uh, Kerr gets back there in that goal line short yards package, we'll see a we'll kind of lean forward and you'll see a tight end release and you know we'll get that throw over the middle. I want to give a shout out real quick, Will, before we uh, before we break and get your statistics to you for the first half. Uh, the FCA, FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes Challenge, Mason versus San Saba, is uh, the FCA. Our Fellowship of Christian Athletes is 9-11, is on 9-11. It's a local organization to raise money uh, to help with uh, huddle lunches, send kids to FCA camp, and purchase FCA T-shirts. More information in the coming weeks, uh, but if you're interested in that, please uh, contact uh, FCA directors and uh, Coach Cano uh, and his staff. uh, uh, will help you get get, um, your donations in to help with that challenge, and uh, it's going to be Mason versus San Saba FCAs on, on uh, 9-11, September 11th. And so more information to come about that, but Coach Cono and his bunch wanted us to put a plug in for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, a great organization, uh, and one that uh, we have lots of kids involved in here in Mason. So uh, get out and support those guys as uh, we move forward here in the coming week. Uh, Coach Cono, a good uh, leader of that organization, also our statistician, and uh, we'll take a four-minute, kind of a long, lengthy uh, commercial break as we wait for those stats. We'll be back with them and recap that first half uh, here on 95.3 KNU. We've got all your projects covered at Mason Building Supply, your hometown general store. Put a fresh coat of Valspar paint on the house. Then add some new bird feeders and a fresh cabot wood stain for the deck. Get ready for spring and summer gardening and landscaping. We rent tillers and aerators and order sod to keep your lawn looking fabulous. Don't forget that new fencing or fence repairs. Mason Building Supply has it all at 254 Moody Street in Mason. Or give us a call at 325-347-5899. Texas leading outdoor radio program, Texas Outdoor News, can now be heard on 95.3 Canyon FM every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Texas Outdoor News is an hour of news, interviews, hints, and insight into the great outdoors. Each week, the program offers timely interviews with expert hunters, anglers, industry, and political leaders from around the state and around the nation, plus a weekly best bets for fishing, hunting, and more. Tune in for Texas Outdoor News, Saturday morning, 7 to 8 on 95.3 KNL FM. He's on with 30. He's on with 20. He's on with 10. It's a touchdown. 
There's nothing like football. The lights, the cheers of the crowd, and getting a chance to see our local athletes and kids give it all they've got. Come to a game. Support our local schools. The Commercial Bank. A better way to bank. Member FDIC. Visit us online at tcbmason.com. For tips, techniques, and practical solutions to help you make your home and yard the best looking on the block, tune in to 1490 KNL AM each Saturday morning for tips for today's homeowner with Danny Lipford, followed at 11 o'clock by Neil Sperry's Plant Talk Texas. Brought to you by Keysace Hardware and Brady, your first choice of paint, power equipment, outdoor living, and home repairs. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 for tips for today's homeowner with Danny Lipford. Then Plant Talk Texas at 11 with Neil Sperry on 1490 KNL AM. Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls, and we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak, or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. Here is some good news. There is something you can do to truly make a huge, positive difference during these troubling times. Become a CASA volunteer and help children and families in need. CASA volunteers are court-appointed special advocates. As a CASA, you will represent the best interests of a child at hearings in our court in our counties. You'll report to the court about your child's safety and progress while in the foster care system and help our court determine if the child's home is safe before they return. You won't be a foster parent, but you will be a strong voice, making a real difference at a critical turning point in a child's life. Every child deserves a chance, and that chance is you. You've been wondering what you could do to make things better. Here's your chance. Volunteer today at Blue Bonnet Casa. If you'd like to help, call 325 347 6474. Here's your 95.3 Real Country weatherology forecast. A heat advisory continues until 7 p.m. tomorrow evening. 77 tonight under clear skies, winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow, highs around 105, lows around 74 tomorrow night. That's a look at your forecast powered by weatherology.com. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Currently, it's 99 degrees. Ninety-five point three, KNEL. Back here for the halftime show, and the mighty band from Puncherland getting ready for their halftime performance. We'll listen to them a little bit here as we wait on the first half stat. Manchie's band, not not here tonight, not traveling. Man out there first. I'm sure, if you can hear the band in the background, little uh, little diamond, sweet Caroline. Yeah, that first half scoring recap, Comanche leads the punchers 6 nothing. Comanche scores on their first 
offensive series with a couple of big pass plays as we get them down the field and into the end zone. Butchers uh, had a couple of good drives in the Comanche territory twice, but one there before the end of the half, facing fourth and five, and they call the pass play. Heard Watson. Watson caught it, but just out of bounds. He was running the deep out corner route. Lots of flags. Uh, one turnover committed by the punchers. And the interception as uh, we begin the second quarter. So Comanche has no turnovers. An interception of their own. Penalties probably favor the punchers as far as a false start, old uh, negative yardage, a few offsetting penalties. So waiting on those uh, first half stats to be compiled. We listen to the uh, season opener performance from the advanced uh, puncher lab. Take another two minutes commercial break. Come back. Hopefully, Mike will be back up in the concession stand. Talk a little bit about the season opener performance. What we need to do in the second half. Hopefully, those first half stats here on 95.3 KNL. Hours of practice, dedication, and working together makes all the difference come game night. The Mason National Bank is a proud supporter of our area youth. Whether participating in athletics, band, academic competitions, we know their learning skills that will help them succeed throughout their lives. At Mason National Bank, we believe it's those same skills that make us a better bank. Dedication to our community and helping families succeed in their financial planning. Mason National Bank, proud supporters of the Mason Punchers and the Mason Cowgirls. Mason National Bank, member FDIC. Hi, it's Angela and Chase from Willow Creek Cafe in Mason. If you haven't visited us yet, this is your personal invitation to come in soon for some home cooking at its best. Oh, yeah. We offer just about anything you could want for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. Every day. And if you know us already, we thank you for being our customer. So come see us. We love our customers. Willow Creek on the northeast corner of Mason Square. The folks at Nine Bar Land and Cattle are a different breed of realtors. They are ranchers. They sell ranches. They know the hill country, the land, the lenders, the pros you need to run a ranch. When you go to buy your ranch, be sure your realtors aren't all hat and no cattle. On the web at WeSellRanchLand.com. All hat and no cattle ain't gonna get it done. The Ford Summer Sales Event is here and includes the all-new Ford Bronco and Ford Bronco Sport, the newest and a legacy that can't be broken. Designed to bring you and your crew closer to the wild with a 4 before terrain management system that handles any type of terrain. Get the crew together, pack your gear, and start your adventure. Find out more at heartoftexasford.com. That's heartoftexasford.com. Bronco will get you there. The Ford Summer Sales Event at heartoftexasford.com, where every deal comes straight from the heart. 95.3 KNEL. All right, we're back here at the halftime show at the Puncher Dome. 18 minutes left. We see those teams come back out. Comanche leads Mason 6 to nothing here in the season opener. 
Usher Band out on the field. Manchie's band didn't travel. And uh, realized I need to check some uh, scores from around the district, region, and state. So uh, we'll go through a few of these. Already got one game under the belt here south of us. Fredericksburg uh, defeated Monaghan 55-20. to And uh, number two ranked Imperial Bobcats hosting, excuse me, there at Divine. Now they lead Divine 21-7. to District opponent Harper, they're trailing Randolph 14 to nothing. Comfort, who we got there next week. Comfort in brackets tonight. Comfort leads that one 21 to nothing at the half. Number one ranked Shiner hosting Hallettsville. Shiner leads that one 28 to 13 at the half. Then Comanche over Mason 6 to nothing. Halftime, Wallhawks. Uh, they'll be later in the season, non district. Uh, going there again this year. Wall leads Eastland 28 to 3 at the half. That's the number five ranked Wall Hawks. Jim Ned leads Ballinger. Of course, we don't have Jim Ned on the schedule this season, but Jim Ned leads Ballinger 14 13. Ozona leading, no, excuse me, Snore leading Ozona 8 to 7 at the half. Junction trailing Ingram 13 to 6. Lano leading Gatesville 28 to 8. Brady, TLC Academy 47 to 8. San Saba, who we got on the schedule this season, non-district, in a couple of weeks. They lead Eldorado 35 to 7 at the half. And uh, let's see if there's any more interest of note. I believe Micah's got the stats. Dennis didn't copy me anymore. But uh, I'll let Micah recap those first half stats. They can't be pretty. And uh, especially on the penalty side, I'm going to take a little break myself. See you in the third quarter. All right. So uh, here's your first half stats and your Mason Punchers and Comanche Indians. Like Will said, not a whole lot to gloat over. Uh, but uh, rushing, Mason ran the ball 18 times for 66 yards. And Comanche ran the ball 12 times for only 16 yards. But passing the ball, uh, Mason had uh, eight completions on 13 attempts. And I didn't think we threw it that many times, but... Uh, we had eight completions for 13, um, 13 attempts for 86 yards. And, yeah, Comanche uh, only threw the ball five times, three completions for 58 yards. So Comanche also had the better field position both times uh, due to the one turnover. And uh, Mason threw an interception uh, about uh, midway through the second quarter. Uh, total yards comes to Mason has 152 yards to Comanche 74. So we've been holding them on the total yardage side of things. This is where uh, Comanche has uh, definitely had the upper hand on the penalties. Uh, Mason has eight penalties for 53 yards, and Comanche has two penalties for 17 yards. Uh, the one scoring drive that uh, we have on the docket came from uh, Comanche on a, uh, on a uh, 25-yard touchdown pass from uh, number four, Welch to number three, Hermes Meyer of Comanche Indians. So um, not a great first-half stats for the first game of the season uh, on either side of the football, but your punchers are uh, are working on some things, I hope, in the locker room, hopefully spreading them out and getting these smaller receivers uh, some uh, and smaller running backs some time and space where they can capitalize on some things. Uh, you're listening to Kenny, uh, or 95.3 Mason Puncher Football. We'll be right back here in two minutes uh, to wrap up this uh, 
uh, halftime report. So you need a new car, a truck, or a used car, or to get your vehicle serviced, but you'd prefer to stay close to home where it's both safe and comfortable? At Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, we understand, and we have a suggestion that can help. Visit us online at Lukey's.com. There, in the comfort and security of your own home, you can look over our entire inventory of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Then if you need more information or you want to talk trade-in or financing, give us a call to speak with a sales rep. It all starts with a visit to Lukey's.com. That's Lukey's.com, your gateway to savings always. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate specializes in prime lake properties and ranches in West Texas. We also have game ranches, high fence, some stocked with exotics. Large and small listings, rolling hills, or rough, beautiful river ranches. Several show places, hunting and fishing and livestock. All of our agents have a good working knowledge of recreational and livestock ranches, and we're available at your convenience. So when you're in the market, give us a call at 800-282-1630. Let us locate a ranch for you. Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate. The Basin Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Basin Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student-athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year. Mason Punchers Club invites you to join them in supporting the punchers. Texas Rangers baseball has a home in the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country on Oldies 1490, KNL AM. Today, it's the Texas Rangers, the Los Angeles Dodgers. First pitch is at 6.05 this evening. Pre-game begins at 5.30 on Oldies 1490. Texas Rangers baseball coming up tonight on KNL, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Texas Rangers, 6.05 first pitch for the Rangers and the Dodgers. 95.3. K-N-E-L. We're back here uh, at halftime for the first home game of the season. Uh, nice, uh, warm evening. Uh, wind out of the south just a little bit uh, to kind of mix it up and catch a little bit of a breeze. But, man, uh, what a muggy day it was, over 100 degrees here. Uh, you know, pray for the good Lord to send us rain anytime soon. Uh, you know, definitely want to keep our thoughts and prayers in with those that uh, were impacted by the hurricane. Uh, however, I wish it would have sent uh, just a little bit of moisture this direction uh, so that we could have a little bit of relief. Um, but uh, 6 nothing is the score here at the Puncher Dome, about 11 and a half minutes uh, till second half kickoff. We want to thank our sponsors for this year uh, of the broadcast of the Mason Punchers, uh, the Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Landed Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Langberg Realty, Dipsticks Tire and Lube, The Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Loop Keys GM Cars and Trucks, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, and the Mason Puncher Club. Uh, it's good to see some of the normalcy down uh, underneath uh, in the Puncher Dome, people watching, supporting their, their Mason Punchers. Uh, definitely a new roster out there, like Will and I talked about, and uh, some, some growing pains here in the first half, obviously trying to figure out uh, that rhythm and uh, live game action, as uh, it's awful hard to mimic that in any other type of situation. So uh, remember also that you can uh, listen to uh, the Mason Punchers here on 95.3 KNL FM and live online at knlradio.com uh, on the TuneIn app at KNL FM and on your smart speaker of any kind with Alexa. Will is back uh, from uh, downstairs and 
You know, it's uh, it's been one of those uh, first halves that kind of been slow. Both teams trying to find the rhythm a little bit. Uh, Mason actually had, you know, some pretty decent stats to look at uh, in terms of total yardage. They're winning that regard, obviously, with that one long methodical drive on their second possession of the game. But uh, penalties has obviously been the, the yeah. What was that? What was that uh, penalty yardage total? Oh, the comparison about fifty-eight yards, I believe. Uh, fifty-three yards. Eight penalties for fifty-three yards. They're penalized twice for seventeen yards. So obviously, a big uh, give back there. You know, subtract that off the line, and uh, you know that puts us under hundred total yards. So uh, you know, it, it's uh, that in coupled with the interception on the uh, bad route uh, was uh, two things that uh, kind of put the kind of broke the back, you know, of those drives. Even though we came out of them, it looked like we were fixing to punch it in two and three times. What I noticed, what stood out in my mind, you probably already, may have already said it while I was out, that difference in that experience level, especially up front. Mm-hmm. You see a very experienced defensive front up there for Comanche, uh, both sides of the ball, punchers. A lot of new, a lot of new faces. Sure, not some are returning starters, but I mean to me that, you know, and that works all almost any opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have that confidence level. You know, Kerr's obviously got his returning starter. Uh, their junior quarterback looks pretty seasoned himself. Yeah, he looks uh, spot on. He can wheel it and deal it. And so, you know, like like I said, uh, while you were gone, you know, I put it in a little different terms. I just like to see, you know, our smaller guys kind of get out in some space where they can navigate. It's really hard for a for a five eight five seven five nine guy uh, that weighs a buck eighty five to a buck ninety uh, to be able to see one to navigate inside the tackles, but also uh, you know to take many blows before uh, you, you're able to get off your feet. So it takes a special creature. I mean, we we don't have guys that are built as dense and as square as Clay Clarner was uh, to be able to take that blow. You know, obviously we got eight running backs on the roster. Uh, that tells me that uh, there's a lot of insecurities in that position uh, when it came to forming that roster. You know, you, those guys were left there, obviously, for a reason. So and We've seen them all out there at one point or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be a very competitive position. A lot of, a lot of guys vying for it, which is good. You know, competition breeds. Uh, uh, one thing I can tell, Will, from, this, from last year to this year, that O-line was more prepared from a blocking standpoint. Uh, well, really, season, I mean, this is a very fresh uh, offensive line yeah. yeah and so i think the fundamentals have really been pushed in the offseason obviously uh i really think that uh this uh, this offensive line hasn't missed as many blocks as we saw in the first second game now obviously walls a walls a whole different story versus comanche but even comanche last year uh i thought was getting more penetration than what they are tonight well and you know i, I can only think of one or two running plays early in this game that you know, where we got tacked, hit in the backfield or right at the line of scrimmage. Right. A lot of them have been positive. We're getting a good push. And uh, I'd like to see us, you know, we're faking the ball for those short passes, those, you know, inside screens. I think that's where we, you know, we need to come out this half, especially on offense, and, uh, and start making that defense guess a little bit and uh, getting it out to those, you know, running back by committee. And, uh, you know, Kerr's obviously looking for Watson, big man, J.J. Right. They're the big target. Uh, let's, you know, you don't have to hand it off. Uh, just get a run pass, uh, throwing those inside routes uh, at the line of scrimmage and just spread out that defense because, like we saw there late in the game, and there was eight, nine men in the box, and uh, that's just hard to go head-to-head, seniors versus juniors. Well, I don't care how good you are. It's, it's hard to block when you're outnumbered. But um, just, got a, just got a text message, and 
from uh, good old Judge Bearden, and uh, he's about 16 miles northeast of Menard. And uh, he's glad we're on the radio. He's glad we're on the radio for sure. Uh, but uh, he he he, ro- he registered in maybe the record for the day, 118 degrees. Uh, uh, he's got proof, and so um, 118 degrees today. I sure hope uh, I sure hope he has something cold to drink and. Uh, a rag over his head because uh, there, there's nobody that wants to be out in 118 degree weather. But my guess is, is he was probably spraying pear, doing something of that nature. So um, it was about 100 degrees at kickoff uh, this evening, which uh, it was. I remember it being hot here last year, and a lot of that was the crowd and uh, the stillness. Uh, I just went, to, you know, one hour breaks, and uh, I didn't see a drop off in the capacity. Right. There's a lot of people here not opening in the season. Yeah, when, when they said they were going to sell 400 tickets, uh, uh, I don't know how much Punch Dome actually holds or who determined that, but uh, 400 is probably not the same number I would have come up with. Uh, but I'm glad to see them here. We, we've heard them roar a couple of times, and I was absolutely shocked to, at the noise level coming out yeah. from down below. Man's not quite as loud being on the west side, on the end zone. Uh, it's fun to see him out there playing in the halftime performance. Just under five minutes remaining in this halftime period. Uh, we'll take another two-minute commercial break and uh, bring you back as the teams come back on the field for the second half of football here at the Puncher Dome and uh, on the radio. Uh, voice of the Punchers for over 40 years. Listen to 95.3 KNL. Here is some good news. There is something you can do to truly make a huge, positive difference during these troubling times. Become a CASA volunteer and help children and families in need. CASA volunteers are court-appointed special advocate. As a CASA, you will represent the best interests of a child at hearings in our court in our counties. You'll report to the court about your child's safety and progress while in the foster care system and help our court determine if the child's home is safe before they return. You won't be a foster parent, but you will be a strong voice making a real difference at a critical turning point in a child's life. Every child deserves a chance, and that chance is you. You've been wondering what you could do to make things better. Here's your chance. Volunteer today at Blue Bonnet Casa. If you'd like to help, call 325-347-6474. Lamberg Realty is a proud sponsor of the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls. Serving this area since 1975, we're third-generation punchers and realtors who bring proven success and a team approach to helping you sell or buy real estate, ranches, homes, farms, weekend, and commercial properties. Call, stop by, or visit us online at LaneburgRealty.com. For the best service and market sales price, choose Laneburg Realty. Choice of the Hill Country. Here's your 95.3 Real Country weatherology forecast. A heat advisory continues until 7 p.m. tomorrow evening. 77 tonight under clear skies, winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow, highs around 105, lows around 74 tomorrow night. That's a look at your forecast powered by weatherology.com. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Currently, it's 95 degrees. 95.3 KNEL. Uh, we're back here uh, in wrapping up this halftime show. Punchers about to run out here for the second half. 
opening game of the season. And uh, one thing they, they we can definitely they're definitely louder because uh, they're getting fired up there under the helmet. Got some uh, smoke scenes screamed here this season. Well, at least they're pissed off when to hit somebody. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Hunters trail Comanche 6-0. to zero. And, uh, Comanche now getting ready to head out. Uh, we get ready for the second half. Hunters uh, received the kick to start the game, so they'll be kicking off here from our right to left. And uh, Comanche hasn't returned a kick yet. Hunters will put the points on the board. Saw uh, JJ eight doing the uh, kicking pregame, at least for the, the extra point and field goal. Looks like fifty-one case in Jacoby. He's holding the T. Sophomore, newcomer, played running back, fullback most of his career, and uh, he steps up playing that left tackle position. And uh, you know he's going to add some speed there. Yeah, for you know, sure. Side to the line, and uh, wouldn't surprise me. You know, in the future. See him back in the backfield. What was your T-shirt last year? O-liners, O-liners don't make good kickers. Yeah, something like that. No, uh, no, they don't make good safeties. Oh yeah, O-liners don't make good safeties because they are the safety. I think uh, I think uh, Jacoby would be a pretty good safety. Yeah, well, he, he could be a, a headhunter kicker. Yeah, like off and <laughs> you want him to hit that coil onside and just just blowing up that first guy. Yeah. That's knee, knee surgery in the off season, so good to see him out back to uh, full form. And on the varsity, he went from J.V. White to varsity. Can't say that about a lot of Well, he's built pretty stout relative to most sophomores. Kobe, tees it up. Back to receive for the Indians, number two, Blanton Gunner, and number 11, Luke Wilson. Hunter spread out. B and Tristan Keller on the outside. Cody Baker. Jaden Scantlin. And number 22, Blake Lewis. The headhunters. They follow Jacoby. Good kick. He fielded inside the 15. That's number 11. He's pretty quick. Makes some moves. Gets out to the 30, to the 35. And Comanche will have decent field position. Not return. And Jacoby was right in the middle of it on that tackle. So, uh. Fullbacks make good kickers. Fullbacks make good kickers. Bunch of defense out on the field to start the second half. Uh oh, just a little cramp, cramping going on. Jose Valdez, uh, cramping up after running down on that, uh, kick return. Jaden Scantlin comes in to play that inside or weak side middle linebacker along with Ty Spencer. Uh, well, Hunter Center, toss sweep. Hermes Meyer, he's rolling left side, looking for an opening, and hit hard there as he cuts up field. Just took a shoulder shot. Rylan Jordan did a good job of holding on there and kind of stretching that out, but uh, too many numbers over there on the far side. Indians get a good push. It's going to bring up a second down and five. Ball sits on the uh, about the 
five yard line. Forty yard line, excuse me. Second and five. Manchester still lead six to nothing as they start their first offensive series, second half. Hudson Welch, the inner center, split backfield behind him, stacked receivers over here on the far side. And they hand off the left side. That's number eleven, Luke Wilson. That's a good kickoff return. Tackle by number eleven, JJ eight. JJ's got to get a little higher on those tackles. Uh, you don't hear that much. You know, you most of the time you hear it get low, but, uh, man, he's really down there around the shoelaces, and he's going to have to get up just a little higher on those running backs at low center of gravity, um, and uh, he, he can't hit them with his arms and take them down. That's going to be a gain of about one. Third down and four for the Indians on their first possession here in the second half. Three-man front. Watson and ATN, Michael Longoria at the nose. Tate Spencer, Rollin Jordan, outside linebacker. McBee, Schmidt, Kerr, and Baker in the secondary as well. It's Rose left throwing. There's number 10 again, Brody Baker on the coverage. No trash on the play. That's, that was really close to the sideline. Good pressure that time by uh, number 20, Tate Spencer. <clears throat> he was coming over around from the near side. Really just kind of forced a high throw right there near the sideline. The sort uh, decision to be made here for Comanche, what they're going to do here on this fourth and four, just inside their territory. They won a good hold by the puncher defense to start the second half. They can get a, get a three and out and a punt here. His number eight goes back for Comanche, Aaron Saniga. Some big kickers on that side. Watch, watch the face. Back deep to receive. Oh, low, low snap. Oh, oh man, Rylan almost got there. Blake Lewis. Fields it at the 20 immediately hit. It's still a good job of just holding on to that football. Yeah, no doubt. Tim McBeaver back there. Ball is going to be placed at about the 21-yard line. It will be the first and 10, first possession of the second half for the Mason Punchers. Puncher uh, special teams. They've gone back to a two-man return style, both on the punt and the kick. That time, McBee was kind of dangerously close there. They were both going for that ball and right down the middle. Puncher's uh, first offensive series of the second half. Come out of traditional wing tee. Go to be spit wide left. Now they motion Gage Watson out to the right. And off fullback middle, Ty Spencer rumbling, bumbling, trying to get extra yards. Good pick up there, four or five for number 44, Ty Spencer. The leading rusher two years ago as a sophomore in average yards per carry. Didn't see him run the ball much last year. No, I think he, he got stood up pretty fast right there. A uh, little little taller of the, of the back selection. Got stood up. Uh, still a little decent yardage. Should be second down and five. They're under center. Wing T set. Watson goes in motion outside. Gets Spencer again up the middle. Hit immediately low. Falls forward. Pick up a one or two. Third down and manageable here for the punchers. Got to get just past the 30-yard line to get the first down here. Third down and about three. See what they do here. Eight men in the box still for the Comanche Indians. Just come out of high formation behind Kerr. Wing back on the right side. Maybe split wide left. Play action. Straight drop back. Kerr pressured. Steps up. Now rolls right. Goes off his back foot, diving catch, and they're going to call it incomplete. Man, man, man. Spencer went for it, but uh, hit the ground first. 
Kerr was trying to throw off his back foot, backpedaling. That was just kind of a busted play altogether. I would think uh, McLeod would elect to punt right here. They're deep in their territory. He's been under pressure all night, even though, he, as you said in the stats, you know, a pretty good completion percentage. Bulk of our yardage not. Special teams, punt team comes in. Just under nine minutes left in the third quarter. Comanche still leads at six to zero. Hunter showed a little promise there. Trying to run between the tackles. Convert on third down. Gage Watson back to punt this one off. Flag. Flag on the play. Play of game. Punchers. Yep. Got to uh, pay attention as to uh, where that clock is. I'm sure you get that on a whole punt, but. You don't pay attention to the game clock. You call that play at the sideline and straight to formation. Watson standing his own 10. Tate Spencer in front of him. Tristan Keller, the deep snapper. Oh, Gage dropped the ball. Oh, my goodness. It's blocked. It goes forward, out of bounds. And he's cramping. 27. One of uh, 15 yards as that one was nearly blocked altogether. It's like they hit his leg, not necessarily the ball. Good snap. He just caught it, kind of dropped it, fumbled it. Now he's being helped off the field, holding that right leg off the ground. Hunting leg, so uh, I hope, uh, hope it's not a serious injury there for Gage Watson. I think he's probably cramping. <laughs> the two guys that were helping him off the field just dispensed him onto the sideline. <laughs> and they run back out onto the field. I can't believe it let him carry him with off of those cramps. I'd have been yeah. kicking somebody. Manchi has the ball back. Good field position. Hunter uh, 28-yard line. Oops, that's cramps for Watson. Uh, the Indians come out, two wide receivers, either side, split backfield behind Welch, running back to, hey, get over the center, not the guard. <laughs> that would have been interesting, wouldn't it? And they get to the fullback, number 21, wrapped up immediately by J.J. Ake at the line of scrimmage. J.J.'s been in there several times. He's really getting the scoop on the center. Uh, I'd really like to see him uh, be more aggressive. Just go ahead and push that push that effort on upfield and uh, cause a little more disruption in the second level. He's hesitating and allowing those guys to come to him, but he's he's getting the jump on the center. Uh, just go ahead and you know go back to you know kind of that uh, when what Jake used to do and just go ahead and bust it up. Three man front for the punchers. Macy comes out. They got stack receiver twin receivers on the left side. Backfield behind Welch. Quick three-step throw, looking left, and sack. Hasten Jacoby was there first. J.J. Egg finished him off. Good job of those two defensive ends. That's the quickness we were talking about. That's exactly what I just talked about, wasn't it? Just push the effort on upfield and grab a hole. Hasten Jacoby showing why he's on the varsity. And, no uh, puke and rally. Got him one. 13, 14 for Comanche. Yeah, they're breaking out the old pickle juice down here on the sideline. 
And uh, 7.30 left in the third quarter. Comanche's going to call a timeout. First of the second half. Still leading Mason 6 to nothing. We'll take a 30-second break, commercial break. Be right back. See what they do here third and long on 95.3. Can you Johnny and Leanne Fleming and all the folks from Hill Country Collision Repair are excited about being a part of another great year for the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls. And we wish them the best of luck throughout the season. At Hill Country Collision Repair, we appreciate your business. We're located at 301 North Live Oak. Or give us a call at 347-5767 for free estimates on domestic or foreign auto repairs. Hill Country Collision Repair. 95.3 K-N-E-L. All right, uh, we're back here live in the Puncher Dome. Seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Manchie facing third and 14. They call their first time out of the half. Punchers need another, another hold here. They got a hold on the first series. It's kicking off the Indians, but uh, Indians threatening again in Puncher territory. Ball in the Puncher 31-yard line, leading six to nothing. Got to pick up the intensity level just a little bit uh, here. Kind of getting flat. I understand it's hot out there, but, uh, man, really need a spark here. No, just need another play like we had on that sack. You know, we need a yeah. turnover, fumble. Third and 14. They're ready secondary. They're going to be looking for Harvest Meyer, big number six. Aylan Sorrells over here on the right side, 62-185. Matched up against Cody McBee. Motion. Number eight, left to right, counterplay, left side. Oh, number 11 made a move. Baker missed him, but they, they brought him down short of the first down in the 20. My goodness, uh, broke his leg on the play right there. Wait, that was a good juke move. Good uh, juke, at least. He know, just, Baker forced him inside. Yeah, yeah I guess him, so. But, uh, Gain is about seven on the play. Going to bring up a fourth down and uh, about six. Big decision here for Comanche. Uh, big defensive effort here for the punchers. Fourth down territory for Comanche. They've already converted one of these before they got their first score at the ball game. We got two wide receivers. Hermes Meyer to the left. Sorrell's on the right. Welch under center. Wilkinson and Wilson. Oh, man. Thought he got Welch. that. Throws off the back. Foot has oh! And 81 comes back it. to the ball. Holy smokes. The one-yard line. I really, 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 really thought that uh, Spencer, Spencer Morris was going to get there and cut that off. He went for the tackle, and the ball just beat him. We had three three guys in coverage. And Welch just throws a short one, and 81 just came back and got it. So, Comanche, first and goal from the one. Just caught it there in the middle of the field on a little post route. Drag across. Backfield. Wilson and Wilkerson. We go Wilkerson left side. Hurdles the first tackle. Again, J.J. Eight down there on the feet. Uh, man, got to hit that dude up high. Uh, he's letting him fall forward for three or four yards. He has them stuffed, but, uh, man, just come on. Hit them, hit, them, hit them where it hurts. That could have been a loss there. They could wrap him up. Old Chase Montague's going to come in and fill some space at the uh, nose. 6'1", 285. This is on the roster. Chase and Jacoby in on the left side. J.J. Ake on the right. 
think he has two wide receivers. Quick pitch left side to Wilson. Tries to cut it up. Touches it there. And he fights forward. Touchdown to Manchin. Played it well. He just had to step forward. They went wide that time on a quick pitch to the left. Manchin leads it 12-0. Extra point pending. 5-17 left in the third quarter. Hunters have an uphill battle here. They just haven't got anything going on offense. Yeah, just a uh, good effort there by the little guys on the outside. Just not enough manpower out there to stop number 11. He's got quite a bit of agility. Uh, he was able to cut it back in and find a gap, stick that ball across the end zone. Be curious to see if they go for two again. Obviously, uh, why wouldn't you uh, in this regard? And they do. The line package. Play action, though. Looking for that big receiver. Or the there pullback to the outside. They get it to him. He bobbles it. But holds on. And That's going to put uh, 14 on the board. Uh-oh. Number eight. Hermes Meyer is limping off the field. That would be a big blow to that team. Uh, he goes down. Obviously cramping over there. Break out the pickle juice for the white team. That time they uh, went to number eight, Aaron Saniga, from the wingback spot. Just went out to the flat. It's a juggling catch as he's falling down into the end zone. You can tell uh, with this younger squad that uh, play development and being able to read those plays as they're coming off the line there. You know, obviously they were able to see it a lot better from bird's eye view up here. But, man, that uh, he just held close to the backfield and then saw an open gap and just busted out and nobody went with him. And easy, easy pitch and catch there for uh, Comanche. Uh, the botched punt didn't didn't help our cause there. Another, you know, just kind of another uh, mistake led version into points for Comanche. That's what good teams do. Yep. Experienced teams do. Hunters uh, gonna return this kick from our right from our right to left. Lake Lewis, Aiden Harding back deep to receive, standing on their own ten. The one, Jorge Rios, set the kick, senior, back up running back. He's a big kid. Yeah, well, they got two of them on there, and now they twins, both seniors. Lake Lewis steals it inside the five, comes up the middle of the field. Good. Got something out of nothing there, just cut it up the middle, gets out. Across the 20, nearly to the 25, oh, we we're going to 10. Yeah, good put. Find, find a real of things in the pockets of the, of the officials so that uh, they can put a drive together and get down here and get on the board. Last time around, we tried to go up the middle on them. Strength on strength. No worky. Um, Curry's going to be under center. Split backfield. Twins to the right. Option play. They give it to the fullback. Spencer fighting hard for yards. It's another five on first down. That's what I like to say about Ty Spencer. He's got some strong legs. Yeah, he's running pretty good. I like that. I like going back to an option type. You know, you got to find something that sure. throws his defense off. Kerr's really effective. Really effective. He is. Uh, he's good at reading it. But, uh, man, you got to get them receivers yeah. on board so you have that third option. They were slipped to either side. Backfield behind Kerr. Second down and five. 
Whoa. Supporting Mason Punchers, and you're listening of KNL. Moving up front, and uh, just a 10, 10 wedge there called by Kurt. He falls across and picks up the first down for the Punchers. Kind of slowed down, um, you know, pretty as uh, lots of things going back and forth. Still pretty hot evening as well. Also want to thank uh, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks and Hill Country Collision Repair. First and 10, ball on their own 36. High formation behind Kurt, two tight end set. Spencer Morris, number 13. That's uh, Brody Baker, Oh, number 10. I think that's who it was. Jerseys are a little bunched up. But uh, I saw that same movement, that play before. It was just, you know, as a, thankfully right as a ball to snap, but you just got to watch that. I watch the ball. Even that wing, it's hard to see that ball. You got to find something to watch. A heel. Yeah, no doubt. Hand. Or just wait. <laughs> First and 15. Back touch at the 31. High formation. Wing back on the right side. Your left side. Hit in the backfield is number six, Hayden Harding. Nowhere to go. There's time we've seen him in there at tailback. Gonna bring up a huge second down, and oh, they say they're saying he got back to the original line of scrimmage almost, or I mean, excuse me, the line of scrimmage at that point. He only lost about a half a yard. Ball goes back to the 30-yard line. Line to gain is the 45, so it's going to bring up a second down and 15. Simple, you know, ball starts only five yards back, but it just changes your whole game plan. No, for sure. Your play calling. When the play the playbook is real small, obviously coming out in this first game, but uh, shotgun, two receivers left, high formation, and ball hit. Thankfully, wasn't intercepted. Kerr uh, faked left and was going to throw the screen back to the right. Looking for Gage Watson out there. As you said, it's not JJ eight. Gage is still drinking pickle juice over here on the sideline. Archer's not showing a lot of intensity. Walking back to the huddle. Third and 16. They're on 30. Ten seconds on the play clock as they break the huddle. Nine seconds. Got to get to the line. These big third downs like this are pretty in. Four, three, two. Not going to make it. One. Lay a game. Moving on the line. Lay of game. Gosh, damn. Pay attention. Got to pay attention right there. Of course, coaching staff, too, had plenty of opportunity to call a timeout uh, as they were kind of standing there looking at each other, too. Things kind of unraveling here with uh, 2.36 on the clock in the third quarter for the punchers. Uh, Got to get something together. Got to do something to pick up some momentum, some rhythm, uh, some camaraderie. Guys on the sidelines got to have to talk to those on the field. And... Uh, if you want this puncher season to uh, to start with some enthusiasm, uh, they're going to have to build it right here in what's left of this second half. Third and 21. I think we'll see a screen pass of some sort or deep shot down the field. Why not take one? Uh, yeah. you, you almost as a punt. You, you've had you've had a couple of good completions down the field. Punter's not in there right now, so Carter in the shotgun. Three receivers set. Twins on the right side. Now we're going to call a timeout. Timeout. 2.36 remaining in the third. Punchers trailing 
14 to 0. We'll take a 30 second commercial timeout. I'll be right back. Uh, see what the punchers do here at 3rd and 21, 95.3, can you? Texas leading outdoor radio program, Texas Outdoor News, can now be heard on 95.3 Canyon FM every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Texas Outdoor News is an hour of news, interviews, hints, and insight into the great outdoors. Each week, the program offers timely interviews with expert hunters, anglers, industry, and political leaders from around the state and around the nation, plus a weekly best bets for fishing, hunting, and more. Tune in for Texas Outdoor News, Saturday morning, 7 to 8 on 95.3 Canyon FM. 95.3 KNEL. All right, and we're back here. Punchers call their first time out of the half. Facing a third and 21, 236 remaining in the third quarter, down 14 to zero. So uh, I don't blame the coaches want to talk this over, but that delay of game yeah. before. Yeah, could have done. Better time. Uh, Should be facing yeah. a third and 15 versus a 21. Kerr, other shotgun. Oh, boy. Reverses, gives it to Blake Lewis, trying to get room on the left side, tackled in the backfield. Face mask, though, as uh, the flags come in. 81, Matthew Gonzalez stayed at home. Speed option reverse there. Blake Lewis, one of the more speedier players on the field. And that's the thing, too. We don't have just a whole lot of uh, raw, raw speed. Uh, So... And we've got, I mean, after years of Klerner and Haddon Hudson, it's, you know. Yeah. Even even some really good backs can look a bit step slower out there. Jake Cockerham. Playing speed there. Yeah, speed in quick. You don't even have a Tad Kirby out there that can, uh, you know, run a little adversity out. Really, Matthew Kerr's probably your fastest player on this year's team. Being right behind Kirby last year. He's got to get going downhill. Rylan Jordan hadn't been out there very much on the offensive side. Oh, good pickup here on the penalty. Goodness. Moves the punchers forward to uh, the 40-yard line. And a first down. Face match penalty gives him a new set of downs. First and 10 from the 40. We can see set. Option play. Right side. Kerr pitches it. Oh, and no. Forward. Spencer is there to pick it up. Just barely. Ryland Jordan just had it in his fingertips as he got hit. Back to the original line of scrimmage. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, that's a save there. Yeah, no doubt. That's just your – when you're in the option, you got to have that pitch back, that, that uh, distance relationship. Kerr waited just a nickel late. Got pushed back a little bit. Yeah. That end was coming up hard. Reset. Second and ten. On receiver to the left side. Toss sweep to the left. Spencer has the edge, cuts it up between two defenders, and rumbles forward out near the 45. Going to get three or four out of it. Four-yard gain on the play. Man, right there, I just think uh, with eight men in the box and you got a wide receiver spread out so far, you could just run that inside slant and pitch that ball. And, you know, if you could get somebody that could catch you, they could run for days uh, because uh, you'd be behind nine of them before you ever got started. Just thought. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that was a thought when they were in the ball sweep that side. And he set, tied in right side. Spencer, big hole at the middle. He's on his feet, makes the move midfield, still carrying tacklers down across the 40 into Comanche territory. First down, punchers. Ty Spencer 
Good seal block that time on the right side of that old line. Big hole. Like a trap. Sends him on down to uh, about the 45-yard line. Like a 40-yard line, excuse me, into Comanche Indian Territory. Biggest run of the night for the punchers. Second biggest play from a yardage standpoint. Like an old fullback trap play. Kind of what you needed right there for uh, to get a little spark. I feel it igniting. Jaden Scanlon comes in for Spencer. Two tight end set. One receiver. Option play. Left side Kerr hit before he could ever get going down the line of scrimmage. Not good blocking that time by the O-line. Got to stand up. Everybody went down. Seems like the blocking scheme didn't match the intent there. At number 81 just whipped our left side, Matthew Gonzalez, 6'2", 200. And uh, Hermesmeyer also came up in the corner spot. There was no one split to his side. 20 on the play clock. Still haven't sent in a play to the huddle. And third quarter is going to wind down. Zero, flip into the field. Punches had a second and 14 as we head into the fourth quarter. Stay right back, 30 seconds. Dipsticks Tire and Lube is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, oil changes, truck and trailer parts, and accessories. They also offer interstate batteries and alignments. If you have an after-hour emergency, Dipsticks is here for you. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to noon. Dipsticks is family-owned, family-operated, and Mason-trusted since 2004. Call us, 325-347-6108, next door to Dollar General. 95.3 KNEL. All right, we're back here live. It's the fourth quarter. Watchers trailing by two scores. They have the football. They're in Comanche territory. Facing a second down in a long 14. Just inside midfield. Gage Watson back on his feet, still stretching out on the sideline. Came out after that blocked punt. Starting in the third quarter. Hutchins kind of going to the ground game. Triple option. Trying to, trying to go up right up the gut. No. One, two, and three holes. Jaden Scantlin, Blake Lewis in the backfield. Say so you got to you got to score on this drive right here. Got to score and give yourself the rest of the quarter. Get another one in. Wing T set, Kerr under center. Option play, right side. Kerr's going to keep it himself. Breaks the leg tackle. Still on his feet. He's all the way down inside the 35, a yard short of the first down marker. That's what you need from a run-style quarterback. Yeah, no doubt uh, carrying the bulk of the load here tonight. Has the most yards for sure. Uh, he'd be about uh, three feet shy of the first down. 11.30 on the clock. Need two scores to tie this one up here in the puncher dome against Comanche. Third down and one on the Comanche 31. High formation behind Kerr. Toss sweep to Blake Lewis. Drops the ball as he's looking at the hole. Comanche has it. Not sure if the ball carrier... On, hit, hit the ground or not, but he carries it back to the 45. Ball was at about the 35 when it was fumbled. White hat uh, inside judge trying to figure out uh, if that ball actually changed possession. 
Lewis, you know, the, the end came up the field, so he was trying to cut it back before he caught that toss. Took his eyes off of it, and you could see it develop. Going to be a first down for the punchers. Another break. Nope, sorry. First down for uh, Comanche. They did say they had it. That's just how it's gone tonight. Two turnovers for the punchers thus far. With Tedder comes in, plays that left defensive end spot. Cross from JDA. Michael Longoria at the nose. Comanche comes out, wing seat set. Watch under center. They motion and Hermesmeyer across. Play action. Bootleg left. Welch being chased. Steps up. That's time. Now he throws it away. Pressure back there by 34, Jaden Scanlon. <laughs> Welch turned around and said, why would you let him hit me? I was just throwing it away. Scanlon went ahead and put the whole whack on him. Be second down and 10. Montiano comes in from Longoria. The other sophomore moved up this season. 11 minutes left in the ball game. Puncher's trailing 14-0. Welch gives it the fullback. Has a big hole at the middle. Jordan comes up. Takes down across the 40. Bring down third down and about four. Yeah, Rowland makes a tackle right there, but not after he gets six yards on the play. We've got a hold here. Swapping several of them out. Jay comes out along with Tedder. You can see a little bit of fatigue setting in on both sides of the ball. Both teams, uh, obviously, condition doesn't uh, relate to practice the game. Jason Jacoby, Milo Mayfield in a defensive end spot. Banshee, he set, reverse, back to Luke Wilson. Oh, nice play. Go to McBee coming up in the corner. Uh, that's probably their most dangerous runner, number 11, Luke Wilson. McBee did a good job of chopping him right there and keeping him from uh, from getting more yardage than he should have. Brings up a fourth down and five. Comanche. Expect to punt this away, leading 14 to zero. And in their own territory. But Punch uh, is playing it safe. There's uh, Kerr and McBee for the deep safeties. Now McBee goes back. Good stop here by the punchers. 81 gets a nice punt off. McBee's going to call for a fair catch. Ooh, catches it with his hand, falling forward. And he'll take over inside the 25. 929 left in the ballgame. Punchers. Get some quick points, down 14 to nothing. It's been a long time since we hadn't scored here at home. Times we've been shut out anyway. That's very true. End of last year. Still got eight, I believe. It's, uh... No, you're right. We didn't get that score with Holland. Let's just start from the huddle. Ball at their own 24-yard line. The split receivers wide out of the side. Split backfield behind Kerr. Going to sprint out, roll to his right. Throws it to the sideline. Caught back from B. Good catch out there for the first down at the 35-yard line. Yeah, Hermes Meyer just couldn't quite get there. 
obviously cramping a little bit. Uh, Hermesmeyer is. He uh, McBee had a step or two on him. I think I'd I think I'd revisit that situation. First and ten for the punchers. Ball on the thirty-five yard line. Tight end left side, backfield behind curve. This is the fullback, Ty Spencer. Breaks the first tackle. He's into the secondary. First down, punchers. And uh, at this rate, Ty Spencer is going to reclaim that uh, starting position. Yak. Yards after contact. Average yards per carry total. Going to be doing a good job. Or, uh... Scott Spencer doing a really good job of carrying the load there. Sorry, Cody McBee was bringing the play in. Spencer almost went out. Now he stays in. Aiden Harding alongside him in the backfield. Norris McBee. Two wide out. Three step drop. Her looks left. Now he runs There he by. is. Telling his receiver to get down the field, and he's going to be sacked. Back behind the line of scrimmage at the Receiver's going to have to continue to route. Man, they can't just stand there and watch him. Kurt pointed. You can't be spectators. You're going to have to move your feet. One step forward, two steps back. Second down and 11. Ball on the puncher, 45. Trying to get past midfield. 825 left in the ballgame. Comanche's still leading, 14-0. Wing T set. Hand off right side. Hayden Harding lowers his shoulder. Number seven was there in the hole, Cash Cook. If he could have stayed on his feet, it was a clear shot to the first down marker. He really just kind of lowered his head and and submitted uh, to the hit. Third down and long here. Big third down with eight minutes on the clock here in the fourth quarter. Mason behind two touchdowns. Mason's been able to move the ball at times. Just haven't been able to... Getting in position. We've been very conservative in our play call. I'd like to see it expand a little bit. Two wide outs, split backfield. Curve, sprint out past left side, sets his feet, throws short, bounces oh. off the ground into McBee's hands, incomplete. McBee ran a really good route, pushing that defender upfield, and then cut around on him. Hard, hard Curve just needed to put a little more oh, behind that. Tough pass when you roll left. You have to switch to set your feet to make an accurate throw. An inside route. 739. Hanging in the ball game. Fourth and eight. Punchers are going to go for it. No other option. One receiver to the near side on the right. One receiver left. That's Gage Watson back in the game. No, JJ eight. Mm. Play action. Curves being chased. He's going to be sacked. Throws it away. Oh, my Throws it away over the head of Hermes Meyer, nearly caught by Tyler Schmidt at the first down marker. Man, if Tyler Schmidt could have got that, holy smokes, Kurt. Yeah, no doubt, right there. First, I thought it was going to be intercepted. He was being brought down as he threw it. Ah. Got to keep your head now. in the game. Never know when the ball's coming your way. Hermes Meyer thought he was going to undercut that one, just sailed right over his hand. Silent. 7.30 left in the ball game. Not over by any means, but going to have to get a quick three and out. Yeah. 
Wilson bringing it to the line. So Luke Wilson right side. JJ puts his balls on him. JJ may be the leading tackler for this evening. He's had some really good tackles there. Close. Taking their time. There's seven on the play clock. Seven ten. And counting on the clock. Manchie's starting to slow roll this just a little bit. Looking down at nine. Ring seat set. Fullback toss, right side. That's Wilkerson. Tries to cut it back middle. Makes a move. On Ty Spencer, he gets the first down. He's out of bounds. The uh, 35-yard line. That was just an inside-out move. Just enough to throw Spencer off. Open field tackling. Yeah, just not good pursuit that time. Well, the rest of the defense wasn't there. I mean, she keeps the drive alive. Under seven minutes left to play. Still up 14-0. to zero. You're in the punch of territory, ball on 37. Punchers need to find a way to cause a fumble, knock that ball out, they made stand two, him up. Yeah, they made two pretty good stops here. Sacker, twin receivers on the left side. Toss sweep, pullback sweep. Good job. That time, Ryland Jordan staying in the hole, bringing him down just inside the 35. Pickup of uh, maybe four on the carry. Clock ticking down. Near to six minutes left in the ball game. Second and seven. The puncher 34. Cantlin comes in alongside. Ty Spencer, they blitz him. Play action pass, J.J. Eight Grabs up the quarterback before he can set his feet. Sacked for a loss back at the 40. Still making plays, number 11. Yeah, That's J.J. Eight had, had a really good night. Hope you can rally. Making it happen. Which game does that go back to? When did we first notice that? Sonora. Couple of times out there. Oh yeah. In succession. Oh yeah. Yeah, boys. Like he was actually puking rally on the line. Yeah. Puking rally. Really not sure he knew where he was at one of those points. Played a heck of a game here tonight. We knew he's going to be likely likely starter. And uh, Comanche's going to call a timeout with five sixteen left in the ball game, leading fourteen to zero, facing third and thirteen. See if the punchers can get a stop. Save. They have a chance for themselves. Be back in 30 seconds. Listen to Puncher Football, 95.3 KNL. The Basement Puncher Club is a nonprofit organization that helps promote, support, and improve the athletic activities of the Mason School District, and they encourage all parents and the community to participate. The Mason Puncher Club also wants to wish all of our student-athletes, coaches, trainers, cheerleaders, Flag Corps, Puncher Pete, and the Twirlers a very successful and a safe year, Mason Punchers Club invite you to join them in supporting the punchers. 95.3 KNEL. And we're back here live. 5-16 remaining in the fourth quarter. As the punchers still trailing 
and uh, against Comanche, fourteen to zero. Comanche's facing third and thirteen on the puncher forty. Likely four down territory. If we get a stop here, I'd like to thank Mason Building and Supply and the Commercial Bank for being sponsors of this year's broadcast here on KNEL 95.3. Punchers uh, got to make something happen here. Got to get on the board, at least. That's in Welch under center. They motion Hermes Meyer, and then they do the reverse back to Wilkerson. And good job, Roland Jordan staying home, crashing down. Making a stop just past the line of scrimmage. Mala Mayfield uh, found the old cramp in the old right leg. Make some Gatorade down there on the sideline. Yeah. Flag on the play. Found that it's the old reverse trap. Thanks to the motion guy. Did have a hold. Bring up a fourth down and ten. I think I declined. And they did. Brings up fourth down and ten for Manji. Got Hermes Meyer split wide to the right. Big number six, Sorrels. They're going to go for right it here. Side. Three wide receivers. Yes. One receiver's right side, Hermes Meyer. Number eight. Welch has time, steps up, fires. Oh, and a good job of Kerr just undercutting that route. He's almost there just a little too soon. Yeah, but just enough to uh, make it incomplete. All goes over. Puncher offense has five minutes. Try to get on the board. You got uh, players on both sides of the field laying out everywhere, trying to deal with cramps. It is a hot one. Mm-hmm. We're up here where we are. We're breathing our face. B and Morris, two wide outs. Valdez and Hayden Harding in the backfield. Puncher's going to take a timeout here. I believe it was Puncher's. Yeah, Puncher took a timeout. Play clock was running down on him once again. You know, when you, have, when you struggle like this on offense, makes it a little coaches a little more indecisive as well. What they're going to call. Trying to find something. Well, I mean, you're to the point where that playbook's got to expand a little bit. You can't be so conservative on your calls. You know, uh, Coach Owen's first year, I guess, last was last year calling those plays. And so, you know, he really kind of opened that thing up towards the end. But, uh, Man, uh, you really kind of at the position. You know, this is something you really don't practice for in the first game of the season, being down 14 with the clock at your enemy. Yeah. First game of the season, you got a script. You want to, you know, you want to hit the top 10 plays as much as possible. You know, you're fortunate enough, I guess, in uh, Texas high school football where these preseason games or pre-district games really don't mean a whole, whole lot. Coach Burns used to say that all the time. First and ten punchers on 37. Split backfield, tied in right side. Kerr, option play to the near side. Doesn't have a pitch, man. Keeps it himself, breaks tackles, and gets back across the line of scrimmage close to the 40. Kerr may be sore tomorrow. 
he uh, he's at least uh, turned a ne- what should have been a negative play into a positive play right there, holding on to that football. Gosh, Cash Cook, you know, again in there from the safety spot. He's listed 5'11", 160, but he's nearly as big as Matthew Kerr. Yeah, right? the, the, they missed the boat on that one. <laughs> that must have been freshman stuff. And they're uh, play, playing middle linebacker. Wing T set. Er, gives it Jaden Scanlon that side. Had a hole and plugged up as soon as he got to the next level. Still got about four yards out of it. It's going to be a third down and manageable. About third down to four for the Mason Punchers. 54, Jaden Pate. Ball sits right about the uh, 45-yard line. They're moving from our left to right. Four minutes. Left to go in this one. Puncher's got to do something to get on the board here. Match lead at 14-0. Wing T set. Kerr takes the handoff, rolls right. Being chased, cuts it up the field. Takes a shoulder shot down across the 50. And that's going to be enough for a first down. Oh, Cook. That dude, he's in on every play. That was a head-to-head collision there as the first spun around. And there was Cook coming in. Coming in high, high side. First and ten punchers in the Comanche territory, right on the 50, nose of the 50. <clears throat> and set strong to the near side. And from that side, Harding does a good job of aiding the tackle in the backfield, but he's met immediately at the line of scrimmage. Three other defenders. We're just not getting any push. No push at all. Front four Comanche. <clears throat> They're just whipping us. Got to make something happen here. Uh, Got to get something exciting. Burning a lot of time off the clock. That whole play took a whole minute, three minutes on the clock here. Not no ready. hurry to get back to the line of scrimmage. About to have to go no huddle here. Second and ten, ball still on the 50. High formation. Harding still in the backfield behind Scantler. Play action. Throw it. Kurt throwing left side, low, inside incomplete. Ended for Spencer Morris out there. At least that's going. At least that's going to uh, stop the clock. Bring up a third and ten situation. Second. I can see a little out and up on those. Yeah, time. Curry had time to throw at that time in the pocket. Matthew uh, returning. Seven starters on offense, eight on defense, many of them seniors showing here in this matchup. Kerr, the shotgun, the double gun, two backs alongside him. Throwing deep down the field over the head of Morris, incomplete down at the 20. He's put a little more air on that one. I think uh, Monday's practice might be uh, running your route full speed. Yeah, Morris. Not a jogging effort. Thomas Meyer had coverage, but that one way over the head. Both uh, receiver and corner. Dipstick, Siren, Lube, Laneburg, Realty, Heart of Texas 4 are all uh, keynote sponsors this year of your broadcast here on KNEL 95.3. We'd like to thank them along with all the rest of our sponsors uh, for allowing uh, you to be able to hear. Fourth down and 10. All or nothing here. They come out. Wing T, double tight end set. Bootleg. Setting up the screen. Now Kerr going to the sideline. Oh, he caught it. Jump no, ball. No. Knocked out of the hands of J.J. Incomplete. 
Comanche takes over at midfield, and they're feeling the uh, victory and the shutout coming. Been a long time since the Mason Punch has been shot out at home. We even scored in the wall game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 44 to 7, something like that. 2.27 remaining in the game. Punchers can't lay down here. They got to get the ball back one way or another, knock it out. <clears throat> Hands of the runner. Got to play fundamental, stay at home, don't, don't, get, don't get sluggish. Don't want to see him tack on a late-game score because of a breakdown on defense. That's right. First and 10, Comanche at the 50. Split backfield, toss sweep, right side. That's Luke Wilson trying to cut Ooh, it. Oh, nice tackle, J.J. J.J. Sticks him. Tackle for a loss. That might have been four or five tonight. On the last scrimmage for J.J. Eight. That's, that's what you want to see late in the game. Playmakers still making plays. That's right. Even down 14 points. Under two minutes as this ball is uh, going to be snapped. That'll be second down and 11 for Comanche. Clock under two minutes. Comanche's just going to try to run it out. Stay inbounds. Flex bone set. Oh, yep. Two wing backs. Another motion. Hermesmeyer over to that side. They toss it to him. Looking for a hole. Good job, Rylan Jordan. Rylan Jordan has him wrapped up before he can get upfield. Mason's got a timeout left. This will be time to use it. Third and 11. Maybe saving it for offense. Call a timeout here. We got one left. Minute 10 on the clock. Yankee likely not going to put it in the air. Mason is out of timeout. Manchie calls a timeout. <laughs> 52 seconds remaining, leading 14 to 0. Punches are out. Thought they had one left. Round out our sponsors. For this season, I'm Bar Land and Cattle, Willow Creek Cafe, and Mason Bank. I'd like to thank our season sponsors for this broadcast. Radio Station broadcasting these games for over 40 years. Replay of tonight's punch of game is available at the podcast, canyonradio.com. Click on the podcast icon, select the Canyon Sports Podcast, where you can listen, listen to or download the game. Listen at your own convenience, any device, anywhere. The podcast tonight's game will be available early the following week. I mean, I want to go back and listen to this game. <laughs> it's shut out here, but always an option for those players this year to be able to watch themselves, not just on their own film, but live stream. Yeah, I think there's going to be some stern discussions tomorrow. I mean, you still got to pick it up. Uh, I would say two things that have killed the Mason Punchers uh, this evening, in my opinion. Uh, just things that I would that I would like to see them fix come in the next week is uh, you know find that little extra aggression, find that little extra speed uh, to play with, and then uh, 
you know, and will, will to want to win. And uh, I would say diversify your playbook just a little bit because you're pretty predictable. Ranchy, third and 12. They go four wide. They get it. Wilkerson right up the middle. J.J. Egg again on the tackle. And 45 seconds remaining, 40 on the play clock. We're going to be able to run this one down pretty close. Mason got used their last time out. Yeah, it shows zero on the scoreboard. I was thinking they had one remaining. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors. I'm just going to run through them real quick, Will, and try to give them a little bit of feedback here. Mason Bank, uh, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Laneburg Realty, Dipsticks Tire and Lube, the Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, and the Mason Puncher Club. And one more time tonight, it's called 10 seconds for station ID. 95.3 FM, KNEL, serving Brady, Eden, Voca, and all of the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country. Fourth down and 10, 45 seconds left in the ball game. Hunters have a chance to get the ball back with some time on the clock, but trailing by two scores. Cody McBee, Blake Lewis go back to return this punt. Number 81, Comanche, Matthew Gonzalez. Back to standing at his own 35. Confusion from the sideline on who's in there on the return unit. Like 10 men on the field. Punch 1, punch. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. And they're going to let the ball. Oh, takes a nice Comanche bounce down inside the five-yard line. Wow. Watchers. Good punch. Just hit the ground and rolled. That's where we started the game. And that's where it will be ended. 35 seconds on the clock. I figure uh, Coach McLeod and his staff probably just uh, concede this one, I would imagine. Maybe one play in the air. No. Running inside the tackles. Try not to cough it over. You know, one of the things that Kerr, when we watched him last year, his arm motion is a little slow. You know, he's a little slow on his release. And that really hurts him in these type of situations when you know it's a pass play or should be a pass play. Got a strong arm. He does have a strong arm. And they're just going to run up the gut. Jaden Scantlin carrying defenders across to the 10. And they're likely going to finish on that run. Leading tackler for uh, Comanche has got to be Cook. That dude is in on every play. He's like, throw me the towel. I am done. Mitch had a strong, uh, strong front four, athleticism on that defensive side in size. Hunters run one more run. That's Jaden Scanlon over the right side. Puts two hands on the ball. And that's going to do it. Hunters go down in the season opener 14 to nothing. Back-to-back losses here to start the season. We'll go straight to a commercial break, 60 seconds. Come back, recap this game. And uh, some stats. And uh, thanks for joining us here on 95.3 KNL.
Lane Margarita is a proud sponsor of the Mason Punchers and Cowgirls. Serving this area since 1975, we're third-generation punchers and realtors who bring proven success and a team approach to helping you sell or buy real estate, ranches, homes, farms, weekend, and commercial properties. Call, stop by, or visit us online at LaneburgRealty.com. For the best service and market sales price, choose Laneburg Realty. Choice of the Hill Country. Texas Rangers baseball has a home in the heart of Texas and Northwest Hill Country on Oldham's 1490, KNL AM. Today, it's the Texas Rangers, the Los Angeles Dodgers. First pitch is at 6.05 this evening. Pre-game begins at 5.30 on Oldies 1490. Texas Rangers baseball coming up tonight on KNL, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Texas Rangers, 6.05. First pitch to the Rangers and the Dodgers. 95.3. K-N-E-L. All right, we're back. It's the post-game recap as the punchers go down their season opener here at the Punch Dome, 14-0. And they're going to show respect as uh, Comanche is going to play their school song. Man did travel here, but didn't make it on the field for halftime. But uh, anyway, uh, tough loss to this young puncher team. Again, a uh, Kept talking about that experience with seniors. The Comanche is, you know, is going to be tough to overcome. We had a young offensive line. Not as, not quite the uh, explosiveness, I would say. You know, just after many years of just feature, you know, Clay Clarners and Haddon Hudson's and Jake Cockerham. But anyway, they, wa- you know, we, had, we had some bright spots. We, we had some good runs. We moved the ball. Uh, had a good time of possession. Only one turnover. Too many penalties. You ready for the stats? Yeah, yeah. You got them. Let's, let's go through them. All right. Uh, so your game overview kind of looks like this. Uh, running the ball, Mason ran it 37 times for 149 yards. Uh, Comanche uh, ran it 28 times for 45 yards. Uh, that's probably one of the lower averages, even so, for Mason uh, on that many carries. Um, passing the ball, Mason uh, had 23 attempts. 11 completions for 90 yards. Uh, Comanche had 11 attempts, 5 completions for 79 yards. Total yardage comes to 239 for Mason, 124 for Comanche, So, which is kind of surprising uh, if you if you look at the scoreboard. Oh, it just left them the better – they had the better field position to capitalize. Each time, yeah. And then uh, uh, we'll get to why they uh, truly capitalized uh, on what they were doing. Um on uh, third down, uh, Mason was uh, 8 for 17, and Comanche was uh, 2 for 10. Um, turnovers, uh, Mason obviously had two. Uh, they had a fumble and then an interception uh, early in the second quarter. And then penalty-wise, uh, this is where it got them. Mason had 11 penalties for 68 yards. Comanche had three for 42, uh, one of them being that 15, or it was a 20-yarder on that on that uh, personal foul face mask. But um, that's where they're going to feel this, the most disappointment is we statistically outplay, I mean, offensively, possession, yeah. yardage, through the air, on the ground, held them to less, but they capitalized, mm-hmm. made the plays when they were needed, and obviously got the turnovers. That was the difference. Sure. So, and kept us, you know, 
away from midfield and in their, out of their territory. Right. One drive. Set a four-yard average on the ground, which is uh, a pretty decent average, obviously. Uh, the two touchdowns uh, came both uh, one rushing, number 11, Wilson, from two yards out, and then way back in the first quarter, uh, Welch uh, threw a pass to Hermans Myers from 26 yards out, and that was sort of your two scores of the game. Um, but, uh, you know, sitting back here and looking at this, I mean, obviously there's a lot of adversity that was faced uh, to even get to the point where uh, – you could play the game, but uh, these guys are going to have to uh, step up and show a little more fire. Um, you know, to me, it just seemed like seemed like uh, when they were whipped, they were whipped. You know, and uh, I don't know if it's straight up fatigue that got them, or or what the deal was, or just flat out sized and some of that stuff. You know, I don't know if it was the wear and tear, or the the size difference as the game went on. It's hard to tell and, and cipher those two from up here, but. Uh, you know, I would say that uh, they're going to have to learn their roles and and respect their roles. There's a lot of mixing up and 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 switching in and out and switching positions and those types of things. I, I just don't think they understand where their spot is, and it's not as solid of a set of spots as as what it has been. So uh, I think uh, I think once that comes and once they start to figure that stuff out, I think this team will come together in jail. But, uh, man, we got a tough uh, non-conference schedule. And uh, maybe a lot of these – I hope it's not a lot of these goose eggs that we see after that. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's hard. You know, I'd like to say if you're going to lose, lose early. Right. And hopefully that gives them some, some fire, some drive, some, hey, we we got to go to work. Sure. And hopefully – and I expect this coaching staff will, you know, get it out of those players. Uh, what you don't want is them to take that – that loss to set the tone. You know, it can't take oh, away sure. confidence. So hopefully they find the good things out of this game, build on it, and, uh, and continue. You know, again, no different than last year. Didn't lose as bad. Uh, had our opportunities. So, uh, again, just thanks for joining us here on 95.3 KNL for another season of Puncher Football. We're just, just fortunate to be back playing football, be back in no, the No, for sure, and, be, and uh, be rolling at the – at the administrative level, and uh, kids are still on the field after the game, albeit the mask, still having fun out there, and uh, that's the next generation of punchers. So, so, uh, so just one more time, we're going to run through those sponsors: Mason Bank, Willow Creek Cafe, Nine Bar Land and Cattle, Heart of Texas Ford, Laneburg Realty, Dipsticks, Tire and Lube, the Commercial Bank, Mason Building and Supply, Hill Country Collision Repair, Lukey's GM Cars and Trucks, Dan Gandy Touchdown Real Estate, and Mason Puncher Club. Again, uh, shout out to you guys uh, for what you do in terms of donating and, and, and getting us on the air and getting your uh, punchers heard uh, across the Texas Hill Country. Thanks to Lynn uh, and Bridget and those uh, back in the station for allowing us to do this. And uh, we'll be here next time on uh, KNEL as uh, hopefully we have a turnaround and, and have uh, see a little more drive, a little more spark out of this team as we head into next week. Game will be away next week, uh, taking on comfort there. Uh, kickoff 7.30 will be on at 7, so join us uh, for that first road game next Friday night. And, uh, again, memorial service here tomorrow at the Puncher Dome for Joe Martinez Sr. Uh, be here and also live uh, streaming as this game was. So thanks again. Uh, we'll see you next Friday. Stay safe. And uh, we'll be, see you on there in the uh, late honor memory or Honor remember the late Lee Graham who was on the station for so many years broadcasting these games. Uh, we just want to say uh, good night.
and uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to Caniel Sports Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your podcast today. For live broadcast of Caniel Sports, listen to 95.3 Caniel FM, 1490 Caniel AM, or CanielRadio.com. Or to make it simple, just ask Alexa to play Caniel FM or Caniel AM. Or find Caniel 95.3 FM or 1490 AM on the TuneIn app. We look forward to being with you again here from KNEL. KNEL.